Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 363, recorded on February 17th, 2022. On tonight's episode with special guest Seth Sturgill, we discuss 3DS and Wii U memories because Nintendo is taking it out back and shooting it like old yeller. <laughs> Just so you know what to do. <laughs> Hey, what's up, everybody? It's episode 363 of Nintendo Dads, and it's February 17th, 2022. My name is Marty Estes, and we want to thank you for listening to one of the Nintendo podcasts on the internet. Joining me tonight on the show uh, is a couple of our usual cast of characters and a special guest. Uh, Say hello to Jesse Waldack. How you doing, buddy? I'm feeling better than last week. Uh, Robo Jesse is still sitting on the charger. He's not going to be with (laughs) us this week. We we will bring him back. We had surprisingly a high number of positive feedback about that. Can we talk about the fact that Robo Jesse is probably one of the most popular things that we've done uh, in my five-year run of the show here? (laughs) I know. Uh, The merch uh, opportunities. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I mean, look... There's there's tons there's tons of potential. You know, it's not a coincidence that I got an email f- from Canva, you know, which we, we use for our, for our art as a thumbnail, yeah. saying that uh, this week's contest is robot. Uh oh. Uh oh. Yes. Uh, listen, Robo Jesse's future is so bright that he has to wear shades. Uh, I mean, the sky's the limit. Uh, also joining us on the show this week, uh, all the way from the snowy white north, it's not Justin Masson. No, no, it's Tim Off. How you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm um, I'm thankful that my wife and daughter were able to make it back home after driving out in that snowy white mess. Is it really uh, snowy? Is that it right? It is actually really snowy. Wow, we just, got, we got I mean, almost... We're just shy of a foot here, which is the most snow we've had at one time. In I'm just, I'm just going to say this. Like, I just, like, we live, I live here in the South, if you can't tell, where, you know, for um, 340 or, or, or so days out of the year, 45 days out of the year, it's 75 degrees. And, and it's, it's, you know, yeah, a we're, we're going to move outside. in next door to you. Just let you know. We're going to, well, we're moving we have down some there property, with you. We'll say. <laughs> Um, but but I just want to say that like as a as a person who lives in the South, uh, the assumption for me as a as a Southerner is that for for 345 days out of the year uh, that you guys have snow on the ground. Yep, like that's July, true. July, June, snow. <laughs> so no, that's Canada. That's Canada. Uh, uh, we we get it. Canada. We get it about 200 days. <laughs> okay. Well, I would like to be there. I, I'm serious. I love gloomy. I, I could do Seattle. Yeah, I think. Me you know, too. Rain. Okay. Yeah. Rainy days are my fave. But anyway, enough about me. Tim, you're doing okay, obviously. Yeah, everybody's safe in the house now. We're all nice safe and in the warm house. And toasty. Warm. Yes. You have warm cookies. And yes, my daughter brought home from her work where she works the crumble cookie box and just sit yeah. it down next to me. And so, I mean, guys, listen so. here. Let's just let's just throw it out there. Crumble cookie. If you're listening, uh, we. We'll we'll take a sponsorship. I mean, you know, just <laughs> use use the code Nindads and get ten dollars off uh, your next box of cookies. Get some crumbs. Yes. Uh, we do it, 
And please don't uh, try listen, that and come back and say that it didn't work. Yeah, no, no. Don't yeah, try it's that. Not, it's not going to work. It's, it's really not going to work. I promise. The code's actually Robo Jesse. I looked at the radar but when the snow ended here and the, everything moved east. And I don't think I've ever seen a line of precipitation from the Gulf all the way into Maine. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen it. I've yeah, seen we, large, got, we just got rain and winds before. Thanks, but this literally the the entire nation, north to south, yep, got wet. Somebody's getting yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's affecting everywhere. Uh, speaking of it, it's affecting everywhere. Uh, joining <laughs> us on the show this week, special guest from the All In Podcast. It's two dollar hero Seth Sturgill. How you doing, it's buddy? Me, I'm doing great, man. Thank you guys so much for having me back. I am thrilled to be hanging out with you guys. I am starting to feel like, you know, last time Justin wasn't here, this time he's not here. What's going on, man? Is Justin like avoiding me? Like what, what what's the deal? He's what's in the box? Deal? He's in that <laughs> box behind me. <laughs> oh, okay. We didn't Got let him it. out. Sorry. Got it. No worries. <laughs> yeah. Um, Justin, uh, we don't know. I mean, like That's he's just, That's fair. He, he's free range. He's like, a, I he's, love like you, a, Justin. he's like a chicken. He's Look. free range. Yeah, I, so, I love Justin. Um, I want a podcast with Justin one day. I'm like, t- come on, you man. tell him, you tell him, because he pumped, <laughs> he pumped you up. He was like, oh yeah, so right. Sturgill's going to be on. Now, let me ask you this: Is it Sturgill or Sturgill? Sturgill, Sturgill. All right, I just want to be sure. I just want to. Yeah, we, uh, you, know, you know, that was yes, just as right. confusing. Woo. You got listen, it right, Tim. <laughs> I Respect. did too, but listen, like as yes. a guy whose last name, uh, you can add a letter and it rhymes with testes. Uh, you know, so yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I get it all the time. When Mar- Marty I, got, asked I got every variation. No, it's not. Or, or here was my favorite today. I go to Crumble Cookie today to get some cookies. And the girl comes up and is like, is Marty here? Marty? And I'm <laughs> like, Marty? Marty's here. Hey, oh, hey, speaking hey, of being hey, here, there he it's is. Justin Masson. <laughs> oh, and my gosh. Speak of the devil and <laughs> here, right here. My name called yet three times by Seth. And I said, I shall show. <laughs> I nice. like, like Bloody Mary saying it in the mirror, saying it on a podcast. And there he is. There he is. That's what happens, right? Sure. Like, How are you yeah, doing, I'm buddy? I'm sorry, guys. I, uh, I, I literally were watching right now in the background. I mean, see it. Which stream going on right there. Uh, Love it. Look, I'm moving on, on one. I'm moving on the other. Yeah. <laughs> Time paradox. <laughs> Well, yeah, sorry I can't be on, but man, Seth, thank you for jumping in and uh, shoot me a DM and let's figure out how I can be on your show. Of course. Absolutely. Oh, so you'll be on his show, but you won't be on our show? <laughs> I Well, the difference though here, Marty, and, and this is critical, I like him. Oh, <laughs> he's tired of us. Like he's tired of us now. He is. Um, you guys are all he's bored. lived our usefulness. He's Webster's model. He wants to turn everyone else into robots. Yes, I know. Slowly but surely. I mean, it just reduces my payroll. Really, it's more efficient. That, that it's more efficient. It's it's it's, it's just true. easy business. It's true, hundred percent. That's going to be a funny episode. We're going to have Justin do an episode hey, listen, where he just has even, to hit a button for each person's role, and it'll be a robot voice. I just want you <laughs> to know that even if if you don't like us, we like you. So that's all. Okay. Uh, I appreciate Aww. you guys. Well, I'm excited to hear what you th- think of the uh, the retro studios Twitter uh, changing yeah. out Android. Right, Huge uh, news. Nintendo, Nintendo uh, shutting down uh, <laughs> 3DS and Wii U eShops because that's a thing. And also, why did Nintendo tell us not to post anything on social media about Nintendo Switch Sports? All that live this episode of Nintendo Dads. Come on, come on. The professionalism. Mike dropped. 
Mic um, drop. So yeah, so uh with with that kind of introduction, I mean crap, all we can do is, is just dive right into the, the show, right? So oh, let's, let's do, do it. it. And our show each and every week is brought to you guys by you over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads, where for as little as a dollar a month, you can go and join up in one of the most fantastic communities you will ever be a part of, where we're talking about all kinds of things. Uh, if you join at the $5 level, you can check out all of the things that we're talking about, including, uh, I'm going to pull up some channels here. These are actual channel, sub-channel names in the Nintendo Dads Discord. Um, I'm going to try to pronounce this. Which I think is where does he get all those wonderful toys? It's just been shortened. Uh, also, here's my favorite one, uh, Jesse. I think you know this sound effect. I don't know which one you mean. Woo, Ric Flair. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's that's literally it. Um, wallpapers and artwork, snack dads. One of my favorites, uh, Dad Posium, Adulting, Parenting, and Life Arts Academy, Pokemon spoilers. Yep, we do that there, uh, as well as the bounty board provided by Dads After Dark and the Monthly Mayhem. Whoo! There's all kinds of things going on over there. Five dollars. That's a only month. a fraction of what you can get. Yep, to, yep. No. For the price of a crumble cookie, uh, you can be a part of a fantastic. Uh, we're going to say it so much. They're going to. They're going to. We're going to. They're going to be forced to act. They're, they're going to get a letter. My daughter's going to get a letter from her job. Here's like, what you need to do. Listen, the, listen. Their action might be right now, Here's what you need to do. Right. You go to your nearest crumble cookie tomorrow and ask them to sponsor Nintendo Dance. Ask them to send us money. Yes. And when it starts sure. rolling in, we'll we'll know that you've been at work. All right. Yes. So, but anyway, you can join up. Uh, Ten dollars a month gets you pre and post show audio and exclusive artwork, and thirty dollars gets you on the show as a Patreon producer. Uh, and you know what? If you pay by the year, you get a month free because we like you. It's a <laughs> steal of a deal. It's a deal of a steal. So head on over to patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads. Sign up today. Awesome. We're also yes. sponsored by Manscaped, Gooder, and some other stuff coming down the pike. And we'll talk about that later on. Right? All right. Let's hit the news. Lots to talk about. Happy birthday to Chris HL, the only man that I know that loves uh, NHL 94 Rewind more than Tim Off. Uh, <laughs> today is his birthday. Uh Happy birthday, sir. Note, all joking aside, fantastic member of the community. And if you're He's like amazing. Chris and you pay us to talk about it, uh, we will mention your birthday on the show as well. <laughs> so uh, there you go. Yes. Uh, also, other big news. Uh, we're just doing some flyover on this before we get to the big stuff. Uh, the Capcom website currently has a countdown timer that is counting down to zero that should hit zero on Monday morning, which is about midnight's uh, CDT. Right? Am I right in that? Because somebody CST. put CST. It is CST. We're not in daylight savings time. Not <laughs> daylight savings time starts in March. I don't know just how say, that works. Just choose I one. Just work here. What time you got on to me for saying CDT? <laughs> and then, if, I, if I type a time zone, it's always right. Okay. Well, you are a robot, so that's okay. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Central Standard Time. Uh, we'll talk about it more on the show next week, but we'd love to hear your guesses, especially if you're in the chat. Right now, uh, Tim will be monitoring that. We'll uh, call out some of those guesses. I'm going to guess it's more Monster Hunter crap that nobody cares about. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, it's not going to be anything good he's like Street Fighter Man or a new stuff. Mega Man or anything like that. So, um, yeah. 
Speaking of fighting, G.I. Joe character Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow will join Brawlhalla next week, February 23rd. Other G.I. Joe-themed in-game items will also be revealed next week before the event launches. I'm going to say this. If it's not guns that shoot red and blue lasers, what are you doing? <laughs> and uh, can make those noises, too. Yeah, they got to. Uh, really, I was hoping that uh, Cobra Commander would be one of them. Yeah. And then who would turn into a snake. Cobra! Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> New soundbite right can, there. <laughs> can I ask a question? Did anybody that's else... That's why I didn't talk last week, because that's what I sounded like. <laughs> did, did anybody else's childhood get screwed up by the G.I. Joe movie? It was the Transformers movie for me, man. No. Was oh, yeah, Ru, I mean, they killed that, Optimus Prime, and yeah, that was Joe like the death of innocence. Mind. I don't know, I was a little mind. older. But the G.I. Joe movie, though, is so... It kind of freaked me out a little bit. It's, it's freaky. freaky it was. It's freaky, because yeah. all of a sudden, like, you know, you Come go la, from la, this, la, like... La. Okay, let's just say this. I mean, G.I. Joe is not reality, right? Like, I mean, it's not like... There's definitely not anybody charging into war uh, dressed as Sergeant Slaughter, you know, but... There's not. Like there, it, it had a, it, Wait like a it had a basis in reality, like you know, like it was people fighting each other. And then you get to the GI Joe movie, and aside from that absolute banger of an opening track where they're fighting around the the you know, the song where they're fighting yep. around the the Statue of Liberty, you know, yes. Cobra, Cobra. <laughs> was yes. so good. And but then it goes from there, and it gets into like they go from there to Snake Man. You know what I'm talking about? Like, like all of a sudden, it's it's like there's actual men who are snakes, <laughs> and they're going to infect the world with with snake virus or something like that. Well, and it's like, it was the whole premonition of the uh, Cobra Law, put the whole um, idea of Cobra into Cobra Commander's head. Yes. So, and, so what you're saying yeah. here is let's let's boil this down. Let's get back to the whole GI Joe plot and uh, overarching here is that. A society, a secret society of snake men <laughs> formed a terrorist organization to overthrow the world. Yep. Yes. Yep. There you go. There you go. And cover commander gets turned into a snake. And I can't remember the, the big purple. release or was that a home, the home movie thing? It was, oh, a, was, it was the in the movie theater. It was theatrical. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, can, right. and here's a fun fact for Transformers fans. The death of Optimus Prime was so traumatic for kids. They changed the judgment. That they changed it. Duke was supposed to die. If you look at the animation, like he dies, he gets stabbed by Serpentor, right? And then he's like, oh, he's just asleep. Oh, yeah, I, I never, kind of, I didn't see any of those movies in the theaters. I didn't see them until they I remember seeing the Transformers movie in the theater, which also Transformers movie way darker than than it ended up because there's that scene on the junk planet where they kill Ultra Magnus. Mm-hmm. You remember that? Yeah. And the sweeps oh, yeah. come in and shoot the things. Did you know what? You know, like he just explodes. But you know what was really supposed to happen? No, they oh. they that he was supposed to be drawn and quartered. Oh, like they wow. were, they were literally supposed to pull him apart in four. The script says they're they pull him apart in four ways. There Jeez. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, like that that whole movie is the death of a childhood. <laughs> we can we yeah, can spend a whole us a lot. after dark podcasts on that. That taught us a like, lot. No, we've been doing this all show. Oh my gosh, <laughs> what are you doing? I'm so, I'm, I'm sorry. I was I was just going through my. Uh, Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, dependable what? Canadian internet. Uh, all right. So uh, he's going also, through. Also, um, 
Let's let's talk here some game release updates. This week, River City Girls Zero hit the eShop on Valentine's Day. Uh, this is the uh, 16-bit demake, I guess, yes. of River City Girls, but it's also a new story. So if you uh, love beat-em-ups, uh, Tim, I think this one's right up your alley. Uh, I Confession, have the original River City Girls and have never finished it. So oh. I need to I need to do that. It's in my backlog. Uh, also, Puzzle yeah. and Dragons Nintendo Switch Edition was announced this week. It launches this weekend, February 20th, uh, which is a Sunday. Am I am I right? Yeah. Launches yeah, on Sunday day. because that's, weird. That, that's what you do. Uh, $4.37 for this game. So if you like match threes with lots of spells and dragons, you got a budget title to play. I think it'll be good. Uh, also announced just this evening, Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask on the Nintendo Switch Online SNES, uh, not SNES app, Nintendo 64 app, oh, uh, is that's... coming yes. next week, February 25th. February 25th, you'll be able to play the worst Zelda game of all time. Oh, oh, oh so, no, 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 uh, no, no, yep, no, 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 yep, no. Yep, sorry. Um, uh, my my phone just died too. I uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's like I'm done, I'm done your garbage opinion. Yeah, it, it, no, it, it no. is. I mean, I'm, I love that game. <laughs> uh, I have the I have the version on 3ds. Yeah, it's actually the first time I ever made any progress in it. I played the sure. original. Uh, I just think uh, mm, there are just things about it I don't like. It's I'm, a weird game, man. It, it is weird, and I like weird, but I don't like being on a timer. Don't yeah. Don't rush. I me. struggled with that for years, man. Yeah. I had a weird turnaround with it for sure. Okay, maybe maybe I need to play. I I I beat the first boss on 3ds, and then another game yeah. came along, and I just lost it. And so yeah. I still have the game. Yeah. Probably gonna yeah, pull it out. The first boss is as far as I got on the N64. It took me like three attempts to actually get that far. The first few I couldn't even get get to the dungeon. See, and it, the, it wasn't the until the 3DS version where I was able to beat it, and I did 100% it. Like all all heart containers, the final mask, wow. and all that. I it used to think that Skyward Sword. Either. I used to think Skyward Sword was the worst Zelda game, uh, and then I played the the new version on the Switch. And it was a game that, changer. This the it HD just, was. It was, a game was absolutely, and yeah. so I will give for you, Seth. I will give oh. uh, Majora's Mask another, but I'm not playing it on so the Nintendo 64 app. I'm gonna play. <laughs> the, I'm gonna play the That's one on, on 3DS because it's. I, I I've heard there's. there's I prefer the 3DS version better. personally. Yeah, I prefer the 3DS version. But yeah, I tried it when I think it was we got it in the GameCube in that pack, the collection. Right. right. So I tried it there and it didn't click with me. And then when the 3DS version came out, I tried it there and it still didn't click with me. Yep. I don't know what it is about that game. Maybe it's the time time or two. Yeah. I don't know, but so hard to wrap your mind around the time thing, man. It, and and like the game, that's that's kind of the whole point. I mean, I could be on a whole tangent. We'll be here all night if you get me talking about Majora's <laughs> Mask. But it, it's all about like brushing up against like overcoming those odds. You know, it's all about like despite everything, the game itself working against you. You have to push through, you know, yeah. and help people just for the sake of helping people. You yep. Know? Yep. Um, so I, that's, I'll, I'm going to start it this weekend. We'll see. Actually, I'm not because I'm, I'll tell you why, uh, but I'll start. <laughs> it'll be, I'll, you know what? I'll move it. I'll move it up to next on my list. There you go. Okay. There I'll move go. it up to I next on it. my list. Cause I have, a, I have quite a big backlog, but that's, that's, uh, it'll be next. Uh, I also it, uh, announced this week, a musical story uh, is launching on March 3rd. Uh, and <laughs> they just keep making these. Jackbox Party Pack 9 
has been announced for fall 2022. I missed uh, that. Wow. Jesse says probably the 13th of October, based on previous uh, year releases. Are they are they lining them up about the same time every year? Yeah. The I like I went back to like going back to 2018, and they're all around that same week. Nice. Okay. If it's not that date, it'll be plus or minus a week. And yeah. uh, guys, here's the deal. Uh, because of the way we're categorizing some of the things we're going to talk about tonight, that's it for our news. Not a not a very huge news week, uh, but yeah, it is because we're going to talk about that whole Nintendo 3DS and Wii U eShop thing here in just a minute. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick break, and Tim's going to tell us about our sponsor, Manscaped. And, you know, like last week, last week we talked a little bit about Manscaped. Of course, we had everybody applause, and I announced that Manscaped is launching their Ultra Premium Collection. So believe it or not, it's uh, it's for your not for your not so private parts. I'm talking about a leveled up hygiene routine with your favorite manly scent. This is an all in one skin and hair care kit for the everyday man and covers you from head to toe. Literally manscaped is trusted below the waist. Now trust them with the rest. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code Nindads. N-I-N-D-A-D-S. So again, gentlemen, what have you tried anything new yet or the same routine with the Manscaped stuff? Um, I used the code this week and bought some more shampoo. There you go. I freaking love that shampoo. (laughs) It's amazing. Are you doing the subscription yet or are you thinking about doing the subscription? Here's the thing. I don't, um, I not yet. I did for a little bit, but I I like, I was getting, too much is that yeah. does that make sense like i wasn't like you didn't wasn't time using it. it fast enough yeah okay. so i got uh but the, the shampoo's not in the subscription yet oh, okay if, gotcha if they put it in the subscription manscaped listen if you put it in the <laughs> subscription i will gladly buy the subscription because i use that's my number one product it smells so good i love it nice because uh, it's kind of got that cologne smell yeah uh, speaking of cologne it's, they have a cologne out now too yeah yeah, and it's the same. It's the same scent. Same scent, which is yes. fantastic. And so, yeah, I, I freaking love that shampoo and conditioner, two in one. And I will. That's all I'm going to buy now. So yes, yeah, excellent. And you know what? I bought it late last week. Like I think maybe as we were talking about it on the show last week, I was putting in an order, and it got to me today. So very Perfect. quick shipping, and for it to be free, very quick shipping is very good. <laughs> yep, and uh. I have their boxers and they're very comfortable. So I've been thinking about maybe picking up some more of those. Um, Jesse, well, how about you? Your favorite product? Uh, nothing really new with me. So the, my favorite product has been the, the 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 shampoo body wash mix. Though I normally yeah. just use it for the shampoo. I have something else to use for a body wash. Gotcha. Yeah. I will say this. I do miss their two-in-one that they had before. They since they updated the premium stuff, I'm hoping they come out with a new two-in-one. Um, but they separated out the shampoo and the body wash now. So it's two separate bottles, which makes it bigger now because the other one was the two-in-one was smaller. Mm-hmm. So, but basically don't forget if you want to use any of these products or get your own set of products, because they have all kinds of things like the um the the weed whacker, 
the, I love the names of these things too, by the way. So, you know, <laughs> so, and then they got the, uh, the shed, I think is my favorite one. The shed, the shed is the pouch that holds everything. So especially if you travel. So, um, so lots of things to choose from, not just for, like it says below the waist, but for everything else. So get 20% off free shipping with the code NINDADS at manscaped.com. So be sure to go check that out. And let us know what you find out is your favorite. In case we haven't tried it, let us know so we can try it out ourselves. Maybe Absolutely. check it out. So. Absolutely. And while you're at it, don't forget to head over to Gooder. That's G-O-O-D-R.com. Uh, and use the same code, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, NINDADS, and you get 15% off a pair of freaking awesome sunglasses or blue light glasses for when you're uh, spending a lot of time playing games or on electronics. And they offer free shipping through that as well. Um, my favorite sunglasses I've ever had. Here they are right here. I love these. Uh, the, and I love the name electric Dinotopia carnival. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yep. So deal with it. There you go. <laughs> awesome. There you go. go over to Gooder, get you some sweet sunglasses. They are fantastic. All right, guys, there is a very big, very big thing to talk about, uh, including virtual console, 3ds, Wii U and eShops as well as some uh, results from uh, how long we spent playing those systems. So let's discuss, shall we? All right, so uh, this week, uh, Nintendo of America announced that the Wii U and the 3DS eShop will close at the end of the next fiscal year. Uh, which is March 2023. This is actually uh, a pushback from the original date that these shops would close. And I think some people had forgotten that. But uh, this I did. sent um, a shockwave. I mean, I, that's really the only way I know to describe it. A shockwave through the internet that has um, resulted in a lot of different conversations uh, both about digital content, uh, about game preservation, about um, just, you know, e-shops e and digital stores in general. Um, and so let's get into some details about this, because this is probably the biggest Nintendo news, I think, some of the biggest Nintendo news we've had in a while, uh, just because of some of the stuff that has come out of this. So Nintendo says not only are they planning to close these stores, but they also have no plans to offer classic content in other ways. In other words, apart from the expansion pass and the uh, online apps, NES, SNES, Genesis, Nintendo 64, they have no plans to offer any of the legacy content that they have offered throughout the days of the Wii U the Wii and the 3DS. Uh, on May 23rd, 2022, you will no longer be able to add funds to your eShop account on a Wii U or 3DS via credit card. Then on August 29th of this year, you will no longer be able to add funds to your eShop account uh, on a Wii U or 3DS via the eShop card uh, oh, method. A quick caveat to this. It uh, if you have it set up like I do, where your Switch and the Wii, Wii U and the 3DS are all linked to the same account, 
you can still add funds with your Switch and then buy yes. the games on the Wii U. Yes, I was going to mention that. But it's they're just making you go the long way around. Right. All right. Um, download codes. So if you have like a card for, and y'all, like, I don't know why they're doing this because it has been ages since I've seen a 3DS or eShop download or, or a Wii U download card where it's like for a specific game. Uh, if you have one right. of those, you can redeem it up until March 2023. But here's where it gets interesting. Pokemon Bank will become a free service once eShop purchases are no longer allowed. Yeah, when this um, news hit, that was like one of the first things that I saw is, uh, what are they going to do with Bank? Are they going to shut it down or what? And then like a half hour later, they announced, oh, yeah, well, we'll still keep it alive. It's just going to be free. They they really want you to transition to home. Oh yeah, they, they you probably should have by now. If if yeah, they they want you to trans to transfer to home, but that may not happen. Um, the Video Game History Foundation um, tweeted this in response. While it's unfortunate that people won't be able to purchase digital 3ds or Wii U games anymore, we understand the business reality that went into this decision. What we don't understand is what path Nintendo expects its fans to take should they wish to play these games in the future. As a paying member of the Entertainment Software Association, Nintendo actively funds lobbying that prevents even libraries from being able to provide legal access to these games. Not providing commercial access is understandable, but preventing institutional work to preserve these titles on top of that is actively destructive to video game history. We encourage ESA members like Nintendo to rethink their position on this issue and work with existing institutions to find a solution. Um, in response to all this, I saw a meme earlier um, that it was like a four panel meme and it was like a guy and he was saying it was, you know, had the Nintendo, it was written on him and it said, don't pirate our games. And the other guy says, then just let me buy them. And the guy in response frowns, like gets a frowny face. <laughs> and I was like, "That I think that sums it up better than yeah, anything. I, I, is, I saw a little animation of, like, from SpongeBob, like Patrick and yes. some goofy guy in a mask. I have no idea who that is who, with a conversation with redubbed with this type of conversation. And it was pretty funny. Yeah, so Seth, I want to throw it over to you as our guest and, and let you talk, chat. Let's chat about this for a minute. Uh, what do you think about this decision? I mean, let, let's be honest, this was inevitable. It was going to come. Right. The the Wii U has been, and 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 let's be let's just be real and be honest. The Wii U has been a legacy console for Nintendo since the Switch launch, since Breath of the right. Wild was on Wii U. Uh, there's not really been anything past that. They've they've graciously continued to update it and refine it. And same thing for 3DS. 3DS held on a little bit longer. But both of these consoles are now legacy consoles for Nintendo. Uh, the clock has been running. <laughs> but I think that we're so used to, like, the Netflix model of things where now even shows from our childhood from the 80s, I mean, we've talked about the Transformers movie, the G.I. Joe right. movie. Uh, those are readily available for streaming uh, if you if you want to, right? You may have to pay for them. But in this case, Nintendo is just basically saying, hey, 
I know that through the Wii and Wii U era and the 3DS era, we we let you play down, but pay us and download games from TurboGrafx-16 and Neo Geo and Sega and Master System and all these. But we're, we just don't care anymore. It's such a weird issue because um, I think that, you know, I think, first of all, that, that statement that you read from the Video Game History Foundation, I think hits the nail on the head mm. where it's like, you know, um, it, it makes business sense for them because it's, you know, it's not free for them to just host all of this stuff. And the reality is if there were some sort of upsurge of people buying games on this service, then they wouldn't be shutting it down. You know, it's time for them anyway, from a business perspective to move on. They're like, you know, it's time for us to transition into the switch era. And I, I thought it was kind of ironic how I remember when the switch first came out and the dialogue around it was like, guys, like move away from 3ds and Wii U and, you know, go all in on the switch and everything. And, you know, now that they kind of are, it's, it's a, it's a bummer. Now the, the, issue with that is is like yeah these have been kind of last bastions for some of these games some of these like virtual console there's some amazing digital only games on these platforms that are now just going to be lost and um and that's super unfortunate imagine what would happen if earthbound and earthbound's beginnings weren't released last week right and then they make this announcement they probably waited exactly for that moment Right, right. That's a great point. Yeah, and I think I, I really feel like they, um, for them, it's like, yeah, this is a this is a business, you know, decision. And um, I see people in here are saying like they should put you know the proper virtual console on Switch. That would make me happy. But for Nintendo, they're like, you know, we're, we've got the NSO thing rolling out. This is like our version of virtual console. Of course, it's not as good in the opinion of like the fans and stuff, but it's, it's the way they're running their business. <laughs> about I, to say, in the opinion of everybody. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, I, I, who I, wants to buy urban champion again. Well, <laughs> right. Here's the thing. Right. Like I, I would consider myself to be a, a pretty big Nintendo apologist. Like as far as like, right. you know, when somebody talks smack about Nintendo, I'm always going to be Me like, too, okay, yeah. wait, wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. But this, like I went, I began to think about, all of the games that I have on my Wii U that are virtual console games and they're right. not just virtual console games for Wii U only. There are Wii games that, you know, virtual right. console that can be accessed that way. And just like, like Metroid Prime like, trilogy. There's so much there, but, but the, the issue with that, here's, uh, here's the thing. This, this like more than the Wii U and more than the Wii the, the loss of the 3DS only, like digital only games, is yeah. devastating. Because what other platform could they go to, unless they choose to 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 publish those to Nintendo Switch? Which are are they? Are and and, and y'all yeah. listen? There's games here that you, like you start to think about this, and you're not thinking about these games until they get mentioned. But it's huge stuff like Box Boy. Pushmo, Crashmo, Stretchmo, um, you know, all of those pocket games. Jockey. Uh, pocket, pocket car ca- jockey. Pocket car jockey. Um, 3D classics, the 3D classics line that Nintendo made just, you know, where they like, like added 3D to old games like Kid Icarus, yeah. Kirby's I, Adventure. Yeah, I, um, played the, I played the Kid Icarus one and that was nice. Because Legend, of Zelda, twi- uh, Legend of Zelda Picross. Um, here's one that, that people aren't thinking of. Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney Dual Destinies. Yeah, yeah. That's like a, a mainline story 
point beat game for that series gone there i yeah. mean there's tons there's at least like uh, uh yeah do you remember when when like we were freaking out over rusty's real deal baseball oh yeah because i love that, that like it was something new right that i i just i i can't understand the the mentality behind we're just going to shutter this and we're not going to have any like anything to back it up i it's I unfortunate I I, it. it's unfortunate i also think it was kind of like I mean, this was always going to happen, you know, like those servers were never going to be up forever. They can't just keep them alive in perpetuity. But um, I think the preservation is the important thing. Like the, you know, like the Video Game History Foundation was saying, like they, they were like, you know, Nintendo needs to facilitate these institutions that are trying to preserve these games, preserve the, you know, the masters, the source, make sure that these games aren't just lost to time. You know, that's the that's the thing. It would be really nice if they, you know, were forthcoming and more communicative about their plans to preserve these games in some way. I, you know, and a lot, the, the issue is a lot of that stuff's not cost effective. It's all business. And it's unfortunate that it, you know, rubs us the wrong way as fans and as people who care about Nintendo history, you know. It's not uh, this just, is- go ahead, Tim. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll come back to my question here in just a minute. I think that this there's a I'm going to play I'm going to play the other side here since uh, since Justin's not here I'm going to no I'm going to I'm not going to attempt to be business Justin here I'm just going to say this (laughs) that um, I think Nintendo is preserving it and they've shown that they preserve their stuff and they do come out with stuff and they know the worth of their stuff. Obviously they've explained that a lot and they tell us that they're going to charge full price for their stuff. They don't, you know, sell us their games. They were $50 for $10 in most cases. Um, So those games are preserved. Are they accessible? No, we were upset about that with Metroid, right? When Metroid, um, the new Metroid dread came out, we all wanted to go back and play all the different games. And it was like, okay, how do we go back to do that? Other than going back to those old systems. Um, But the thing is, is like, I think, I think people just want it there. It's like, I want to be able to get to it when I want to get to it. But do you really have time to play it? Do you really, you know, have does it have to always be there? I mean, if you want the system, if you're really the fan of that system, you're really into those games, then those people should be going out and sure maybe you already have the system. And if they don't go buy the system, go do it now, buy those games that you want and, and liked, keep it there. Or if you had them and you know, you haven't touched it in a while and you're like, where is it? Go find it and make sure it's preserved correctly. Cause you got to take care of it. Well, if you want to be able to come back, good to luck it. finding a, a regular size 3ds. No, that's the I'm thing is say. like, that's the thing too. Okay. So if you're a person who's complaining that you can't access these things and you don't have the system, then what are you complaining about? <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and if you do have the system, it likely has been sit- collecting dust for four years and you, you only care about it now because we have a 13 month. It's going away. You can't. The it's thing is, is it's going away because you can't get to it. When you, you can't want have it. it. Yes. You can't and get we, to it. We and get play told it when we can't want. have something. We get upset. 
I want, I want things pres- preserved too. I want to be able to go to it when I need to, like, again, Metroid Dread is an example. I, I could go and get this, right? I could go and get my 3DS and play some of the games I have access to there, but I didn't have access to everything. I think it was only Zero Mission, uh, Samus Returns, and um, uh, First Mission, Zero Mission, right? You don't have Fusion, and the only way you had Zero Mission is if you were an uh, ambassador, right? Right. So um, unless you had the Wii U, then if you had the Wii U, then I think you'd oh, go right. there. I forgot I have that. I have it because of the ambassador program. I, right. I forgot about it. But on the Wii U, you can go and buy. I think I think you can have all of them on the Wii U, if I remember correctly. Or the, yeah. Yeah, the Wii U shop. So like, when they announced Metroid Dread at E3 last year, E3 in quotes, right. you know, the sales of those games on the Wii U eShop spiked. Right. And let me go back to the other thing, too, with the no plans to offer classic content in 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 other ways. Nintendo, don't get me wrong, they are not offering everything that I would like them to offer in NSO, especially to cover what we're losing in virtual console that they do have access to. But everything else that were provided by other third-party companies is... I wouldn't say everything. I would say most things that were provided in virtual council are now in some sort of collection. So there are ways to get to a majority of those things that were in virtual council back to them, back to uh, on the switch or some other device um, and be able to purchase them. There are ways to get these. Are there things still lost to this? Yes. Are there things like the 3ds games that were specific to that council because of the 3d that we're going to lose? Yes. Will Nintendo come out with something eventually? Maybe with the 3DS, uh, excuse me, with the Switch. It has been discussed that you could probably turn it sideways and get the two panels that you could in the 3DS on that screen. You won't get a 3D effect, but you'll still be able to get the two screen effect. And then that way. sales will spike. Yes. And maybe, and you know, Nintendo loves the peripherals, so they'll have some sort of. Oh, Nintendo they would make one. Peripheral. Yeah, they make a. I can see them making like a Joy-Con or something that has the, the, the 3DS they have, controls. Unless they have right, it upside down. To fit at the bottom. Unless they, they flip the screen the wrong way. I forget which game did that, where you, you put a flip grip in it and you put it into Tate mode. But it's upside oh, down because right. they did it the wrong way. Like, so so now, let me ask this. Why? One last point I was going to make. Sorry, Mario. Oh, sorry. No, point. you're fine. I, it, I didn't mean to cut you off. It's okay. I just wanted to say if... um. My, my main thing is this, Nintendo will have it there kind of like Disney does their vault, right? Nintendo has kind of like their vault that eventually will get access to these games. Hopefully we'll get access to these games and there's probably going to be some we don't and we're going to be upset about it for sure. Well, let me, let me say two things. Uh, first, a statement and then a question. And you're, you're, what you just said brings up a, a statement. Um, <clears throat> I'm just going to throw this out here. And it's going to sound, it's going to sound uh, real grimy as a business practice, but I just wonder if this is it. Uh, it's it's a lot easier to sell remasters when you can't get the original. That's true. That's a part of it. That's one thousand percent a part of it. Yeah, I mean, why am I so passionate about Advance Wars one and two coming to Switch? Well, like, well, number one, the games are amazing, but number two, I can't find the freaking games. Like, and there's nowhere freeze. I can download them. I'd have to go buy a DS 
or I'd have to I'd have to find the the original cartridge to to be able to play it. And my my current 3DS doesn't play DS games anymore, you know, or 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 Game Boy Advance games. That's what I'm that's what I'm trying to say. Game Boy Advance games. So I'd have to have something to play that in. So this move of we don't have we have no plans to offer this is not them saying we have no plans to ever for you to ever play this again. What it is is we have no plans to offer it this way so we can right. sell it back to you in about five years for 60 bucks. Yeah. And put it on NSO and have their own, you know, version of Game Pass or whatever and sell you a subscription to that and sure. you know continue to add value to that. I mean that's you know that's exactly what it is. I mean why why continue to bank on I can sell Advance Wars on the Wii U eShop for 7.99 or whatever it is when they're going to turn around and have WayForward remake it and charge 60 bucks for it. I mean it like it's grimy or whatever. It's like the business thing but it goes back to the whole Nintendo is not your friend, you know? It's like it's a it's a business and I mean it's unfortunate and it rubs not us my friend. It rubs us the wrong way as, you know, as fans or whatever. But I mean, you know, look, it's, it's a business, man. Yeah, like, so man, so the same thing announced, when Tropical Freeze was announced on the Switch, they, for, for $60, they right. delisted the $20 version on the Wii U. Yep. Yep. Because why? Because they want to make money. Um, yep. Here's my question that comes along with that is this. Um, why... And maybe Nintendo, maybe we just see the Nintendo side of it because we're Nintendo dads and we focus on Nintendo. But I'm gonna throw this out here. Why are companies in general, video game companies especially, so bad at this? Like the movie industry seems like they've kind of figured it out as far as being able to offer legacy content. The music industry seems to be able to do that. The the print industry can do it. Why are why is the video game industry because here, here, and here's why I asked this question is because the video game industry has worked in recent years really, really hard to be considered um, in the in the the list of entertainment options. That it's not just a toy; it's a story. It's 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 valuable. It's a movie. It's an experience, right? It's it moves you. It's it it should be considered like these other things. They've pushed for that, but then when we get to the point where we start to look like, well, hey, you know, I'd like to be able to play this game for the rest of my life. Oh, no, sorry. You can't do that because we're not going to sell it to you the way it, it was. Why are they, why do they suck at this? Yeah, it, really? it goes back to a word that Tim used earlier, and that's value. A company that probably does this better than anybody else right now is Xbox. The difference mm. is... Xbox got backed into a corner because the Xbox one generation was caused them to flounder. So they had to start doing really consumer friendly moves. Nintendo's not in that position. Nintendo's on top of the world right now. They can afford to make business calls like this. They know the value of their IP. They know exactly, you know, they don't have to give it away, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I was going to say, you know, they just haven't found a good way to monetize it yet. You know, yeah. Your example of music, you know, that was, Oh, here we go again. Hi. Uh-oh. We said the word business. There he is. <laughs> uh, first, I love Seth's energy because he's 100% correct. Nintendo is not your friend. It is a business. We have to remember that. We have to also remember Nintendo's big strategy right now is to move sales towards the Nintendo Switch Online. That's their future. Yep. 
That is their subscription. That is their model they want to do. So they're going to delist opportunities for you to purchase games somewhere else. Right? So that kind yeah. of makes sense. Yeah, that, you're, you, no, question, you're right. You're right. Martin's I'm just saying question. they suck at it. Yeah. Marty's question, though, is why do they suck at it? <laughs> the, the phone died again. Yeah. RIP right, so business, saying, Justin. As I was saying, He's going to come I'm, back, guys. He's, he'll be back in just yeah. a few minutes. So, so they, they, want, come back. they need to answer the question how do we prevent or limit piracy? You know, iTunes has figured it out by making an easy way to buy things one track at a time for 99 cents. Steam figured it out with games, making an easy-to-use interface to buy your games and have everything in one big library. You know, Xbox is, has their... What Xbox is doing, as Seth said, and it seems to be working pretty well. PlayStation is still trying to figure it out, and Nintendo hasn't started yet. Okay. And Justin's in the I mean, no, that's... Again. And that's a great answer, is... And I love what Seth said, and and he's exactly right, that Xbox is where they are with Game Pass, not because they love um, game preservation and not because they love uh, old games. It's because they had to have some games to offer uh, and some value to offer because people were wholesale rejecting the Xbox One. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they were backed into a corner. You know, well, and they Nintendo's started 50 not. feet in a hole based on the right. announcements. <laughs> right. I, I want to go back to this question about why do we suck at preservation? Right. There's a question that you asked earlier, Marty. The reason is very much so the video game industry is still very young as an adolescent in regards to its idea of preservation. Right. Where movies and music have been so much longer. The infrastructure has been there and the understanding. Are you, are you calling video games the angsty teen? Well, in some ways they are, right? Comparatively to what we would call major, major kind of uh, entertainment platforms, right? So they don't have the inf- they don't have the the kind of the governance that you might typically see. We're seeing that now and understanding the value of preservation. But as Seth had kind of mentioned earlier, like you kind of got to get everybody on board to support yeah. this idea as well. And Nintendo, unfortunately, as the, as the video game industries or video game uh, preservation uh, history play. foundation. Yeah, thank you. I'm yeah. like stuttering here. Basically, like Nintendo kind of has to play ball. And as one of the biggest game, I mean, arguably probably the game with the, the company, the biggest game library, right? That needs to be prever- preserved. They're they're the key player, right? So they kind of need to get their shit together. Uh, sorry, Jesse. Um, to be <laughs> able to solve those problems, right? That's an issue. And so so this is huge. Um, and, and, and pressure needs to continue to be there. Um, but we also see, I mean, the other side of this, and I'm sure you guys are going to talk about this, this week, uh, Nintendo, there was an individual who, who emulated, right? And Nintendo, they ended up pushing legal, legally against him, and he's got 40 months in jail, right? So, and, and the argument is like, well, you can't, you're not letting me buy your stuff, so I'm going to emulate it. Now, we're not saying emulation's right. But they're a, they're a company that understands the value of their IP. They understand that they can make money off it, and they're going to capitalize that the most they possibly can. So it creates this kind of stalemate regard, regarding that and preservation in the video game industry. So it's a big challenge they're up against. Inevitably, they kind of need to bend, but that's kind of the, the forethought around some of the business decisions that's going on there. So I wanted to jump in because, again, my name was called three times. And also, <laughs> man, I love the fact that Seth is sitting in that business perspective as is <laughs> as is tim and is holding marty accountable for his actions and i appreciate you guys <laughs> bye <Goodbye. laughs>
the preservation side is something I wanted to point out because it keeps being brought up. Again, Nintendo preserves their stuff. We are just mad because we don't have access to it. Not yeah. easily. That's why everybody's up in arms about it. So the Video Game History Foundation, yes, they're talking about make, you know, what's that? What is that? Unfortunately, that's none of our business because Nintendo, like you guys are saying, wants to make money. They preserve their stuff, whether it's like Marty said, whether it's okay, we have the old thing. Now we're going to take it away. So you'll want the new version of that when we remake it or whether it's to bring it to NSO, like you guys are all saying, you know, in their new format of doing things. But again, I don't think we can use they're not preserving it as a as an argument. They are. fully preserving it it. they're just not making it accessible for the public unless it's on their terms yeah here's here's the the reality of this right the reality is is that nothing uh that gets said about or done about this is going to be palatable to a large number of people and uh you used a, a term earlier, Seth, that I like uh, when talking about Xbox, about being backed into a corner. And in a way, Nintendo has backed themselves into this corner uh, because they started virtual console in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. But my argument for this would be that it really sucks to have such a really cool service um, that so many people invested a lot of money in and all of a sudden for them to just say, Hey, you know, uh, I know we've done this for the better part of 10 years uh, and gotten you used to it, but guess what? Uh, We're not, we're not doing it anymore. I don't think Nintendo had that full control of that though, considering that most of their virtual console wasn't, wasn't all Nintendo stuff. It was other companies stuff over it. No, no, no. What I'm talking about is they had virtual console and then they had their stuff, but then they had third-party stuff that they would offer, you know, individual prices. And then when those companies realized how much that was worth and they wanted to follow the same formula Nintendo was doing or other companies were doing, they decided, Hey, we don't need to sell it through Nintendo, which is probably through the virtual console is going to get a percentage of that. We can make our own collections and make a profit off of that. I guess what I'm saying is is they they absolutely have control over the virtual console. They they absolutely. Yes, but they didn't have control of all of the content that was in that virtual console. So when they started losing, when they moved on to the next thing, whatever contracts I imagine they had was here, your game is going to be in virtual console for these systems. When the new system came out and and they were talking about looking at either a virtual console or the next best thing renegotiations went out the window probably when those companies decided hey we can just make our own collection and bring it out and make our own money without having to give nintendo our virtual console percentage to pay the middleman yeah well, and, and think about it this way. So when when we think about, you know, this this whole like Xbox being backed into a corner, when Virtual Console came out on, you know, Wii DS era, um, the GameCube, as much as I love the GameCube, sales-wise, the GameCube was their Xbox One, 
right? Like yeah. coming into the like coming into the Wii and establishing a virtual console, that's their version of being backed into a corner. The Wii had a lot to prove, you know, and it did. Like it did prove it and it did prove that like, you know, this this is something for everyone. It was massively successful. The Switch has surpassed it now, but you know, they're they're now in a position where they hold all the cards and they can choose how to play them. You know, it's the the industry is so cyclical and it's so like based on um based on competition and based on reaction to to the market so nintendo is on top right now so they get to choose exactly what they want to do whereas when they were down they made decisions like the wii virtual console and the wii u virtual console which you know something that sold horribly and it probably has the best virtual console you know so um i i think it's kind of a it's kind of a result of like they they gave us what we wanted to to get us in when they were down and now that they're up they realize that they don't have to do that anymore as you know sad but true (laughs) that's a great way of putting it uh mainly because some of these games are never gonna they're never gonna be on a compilation they're never gonna they're never gonna be on on you know like uh probably never going to be on nso because right you're, you've got you've got uh companies like konami and capcom and, and things that realize they can sell it on their own but it's up to them to to make that happen right and it may just not be in their plan or in their budget so you're it's like a catch-22 you're danged if you do you're danged if you don't uh yeah. whereas what they could really do is just go to the game pass model and just split the money all around and make everybody happy. Uh, it just and they might it be seems working to be working for like Xbox. And, and, you know, and they, I think Nintendo would love it, you know, to have NSO grow to the size of Game Pass. You know what I mean? And we'll, we'll see where things go. That, I, I, and you that's know. true. That I, I think they would love to have it that size, but with the current structure of it, it never will be. Yeah. Because yeah. they've done too much to turn people off and, uh, or not done enough. And it just at the functionality of it as it is, is not. until that Mario Kart DLC comes out. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> let's what a brilliant. Yeah. yeah, let's let's look at those numbers here in a little bit, and we'll we'll see. Well, this week Nintendo also gave us something uh, pretty interesting as they uh, kind of, uh, I guess, are shutting the door on the the Wii Wii U 3DS era of the company. Uh, they built a website where you could go back and look at your history with the Wii U and the 3DS. And we thought it would be fun to talk about uh, our personal history with these systems uh, since we're in the neighborhood. So uh, Jesse, you, yours is first here in the dock. So why don't you share with us what you found when you when you dove into your legacy Bef- with the 3DS well, Before he starts real U. quick, I want to mention we got raided by the Geek Easy. Hey. Uh, we got raided by eight people. So thank you nice. very much for all those who jumped in and rated us. And absolutely, uh, hey raiders, yes, thanks. A Way lot. better than the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> Face Raiders, 3DS reference. <laughs> That's a game that yes. you'll never be able to play ever again. You know what they should do? Can I just before we're in this neighborhood, uh, just uh, I can't stop talking about it. But they should take all of those old 3DS games like that and port them to mobile devices. 
Boom, done. I've Bye I've long you. said I I think this came up when I had Tim on a uh, Keep Nintendo Weird. We were talking about how they could make a Leap Beat Agents work on a uh, Switch. If they took the Nintendo Switch Online mobile app and you could use that as a second screen to do DS and 3DS games, yes. I think that's such an easy, you know, and, simple. Like I said, Nintendo cool, loves their accessories. They would make a clip that you could put on yeah. your Switch and clip your phone to it, right? I, uh, right. I, I just, like I said, it's too cool. They'll never do it. <laughs> too, too good an idea. Uh, Jesse, you're up with your stats. You're muted. We can't hear you. Okay, that's better. There you yeah, go. Uh, for 3DS, I had 2,133 hours of play over 196 titles. Oh my gosh. Can I do some yeah. quick math? Hang on just a second. Yeah. Um, that's uh, 88.87 days of 3DS gaming. I had a 3DS at launch, you know, yeah. March or April Same. 2011. Same here. Launch day. I had, I think, see, I had a 3DS, 3DS XL, DSi, DSi XL. No, wait. No, DSi is the wrong generation. But uh, yeah, 3DS, <laughs> 3DS XL, then the new 3DS, new 3DS XL, and then I had a second 3DS. So I have, I have six 3DSs. Did you get a? Did you get a no new 2DS with Knuckles? I never had a 2DS. My son, my son has like has has had like six 3DSs concurrently, and you know he went back when he was he was uh, shiny hunting in Pokemon. He would have six Pokemon games playing all at the same time, doing this. Trying That's to hardcore. Shiny hunt. It is. It was, <laughs> he was. It was a crazy kid. Anyway, so my top three games. The first one I think is Baloney because this is a game I'd never beat, and I never got past like two dungeons. Legends of Zelda Oracle of Ages. I think this is a case of I put it in the sleep mode and the timer kept on going. Right. Which I thought for Game Boy Color games should have been fine. I know that was a problem with GBA games with that, but I don't know. This is a, so I got 127 hours because of that. The, uh, the other two games is Dragon Quest Seven at 117 hours. That I believe because I played through that game twice. And The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time 3D, 92 hours, I've played through that game twice. Then, it's, then it's for favorite genres, it says, uh, top one was RPG, which, yeah, I, I believe that. But then they give two examples of RPGs, and I'm like, okay, these examples are weird. I don't know. I think they're just randomly pulled. But it's... In this case, it's, they're fine, but in other cases, they're going to be weird. But yeah, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga and Bowser's Minions and Witch and Hero 3. Did you play that game. game? Huh? Oh, yeah. I, play I, played, game? I played all, all, all three of the Witch and Hero games. It's just probably no one else has. For It says action. <laughs> Quarters, please, which is probably one of the last games I bought, and it's horrible. And Metroid Fusion. And then for Adventure, it says Metroid Fusion again and Detective Pikachu. Again, not a game I didn't finish. Wasn't it? Yeah. Mecca asked, wasn't that game like five bucks? Yes, it was five bucks, but it was still horrible. Then for Wii U, it says 531 hours over 107 titles. The top three games were Mario Maker, 76 hours. That kind of surprised me. I thought I played it that much. 
Tokyo Mirage Session Sharp FE, 71 hours. That one, I am not surprised. And The Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker HD, 43 hours. And that sounds about right as well. Favorite genres, action, which says Super Smash Brothers for Wii U, and Shovel Knight Treasure Trove, of which I only played like a level or two of Shovel Knight. I have I didn't get any farther than that. Then Adventure is Tokyo Mirage Session Sharp FE. No, that's an RPG. Sorry. And then it says Super Smash Brothers again. And then Platformer, it says Shovel Knight again. And then Super Mario 3D World. All right. Uh, nice mention of uh, Mario 3D World there. The greatest 3D Mario game of all time. You love to see it. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> you knew it was coming. Uh, Tim, let's dive into your stats here. All right. So uh, my 3DS said that I had a 1,250 hours of play over 153 titles. Man, that's um, 52 days of 3DS. Yep. Uh, I was. Always... Oh, I'm sorry, Jesse. I didn't do your days of Wii U. Uh, they are significantly less. Uh, <laughs> you only played your Wii U for 21.12 days. Well, that's because only. my son only has like 700 hours in call of duty yeah so there you there, go thus why i played the 3ds oh by the way my my son did the same thing he, his top three games in the 3ds are all pokemon games and pokemon y was like 1200 hours oh whoa. my gosh and again, Shiny whoa. yeah and again that's just one account on one system he has other accounts as well <laughs> that didn't get yikes <laughs> uh, <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for me, I've always been more of a portable gamer. So whenever any of the companies had a portable gaming system, I usually picked it up. Yeah. So um, 3DS, I wasn't surprised with that many hours on it. But I think I I blew that out of the water uh, in 2020 alone with the Switch because <laughs> we were all in lockdown, right? So, but anyways... Uh, yeah, 1,250 hours of playtime, over 153 titles. My top three games were Street Pass with 153 hours. Yeah, I'm surprised my Street Pass wasn't up there. Because I spent a lot of time in those games and trying to do a lot of stuff there. Mario Kart 7 with 85 hours and Super Smash Bros. 3DS with 60 hours. Now, one of the things, I just changed this recently too, but... One of the things that the site actually said, and I changed it because of what my my 3DS actually says, it actually had Street Pass, Netflix, and then Mario Kart 7 as my top three. And I was like, I don't remember spending that much time in Netflix on my 3DS, but okay, whatever. Nintendo can't be wrong, right? <laughs> so, but no, they're wrong because I couldn't even find the Netflix app on my 3DS. So I don't even know where that number came from other than maybe... We calculated that with my family's possible, you know, games or something with their accounts because we're all under that Nintendo family umbrella, I guess, at the time. So, and still am basically. So, but I I changed it because it was like I don't I didn't spend that much time with Netflix, so I wanted to make sure I got it that right information. It says my favorite genres were action, multiplayer, and adventure. So under action was Mario Kart and WarioWare. Multiplayer was Mario Kart and Mario Golf, which makes sense because I did play a lot of Mario Golf as well, especially with our community. Um, even late in the game, um, no pun intended, it was uh, 
when the 3ds life uh we did our mario golf tournaments that donnie helped head up in our community at one time so um uh, and then adventure was all just basically mario games and i looked at it and basically in my top 10 of games i just have a ton of mario games on my 3ds so um Wii U, I had 759 hours of play over 54 titles. I didn't play a lot of Wii U. And again, it was more of my kids playing on that one or family game time. Uh, Top three games they listed were Netflix with 153 hours, which does make sense because we did use the Wii U a lot for um, our entertainment system, if you will, especially with the, the TV controller. Which, by the way, and I know, Marty, you mentioned this because you use it still as your TV controller. I absolutely loved that ability to use the mm-hmm. Wii U's uh, second, great. You know, that gamepad as a controller and also do a lot of social, social media stuff while you're watching things. I actively used that at the time when they had that ability where you could be watching something and you could make a comment or whatever or uh, you know, send it to your social media accounts when you were yeah, watching by something a, by default the comment was would be put sent to twitter with no context so i'm like as soon as i noticed <laughs> that i'm like i'm disabling that all right that's true <laughs> i don't remember how exactly i just remember having fun with it and then also getting like extra stats whenever you're watching things on on it um um from like i think uh, sports games you could get yeah, like football like games stats. Do that. yeah you could get stats and stuff on the second screen so there was a lot of fun there with that uh, which speaking of which YouTube was the second app we used a lot on there with 88 hours. I know we did watch a lot of things on there, especially like, uh, <laughs> believe it or not, like the Sony pref- press conferences and stuff at E3. Oh, we yeah. watched that on there uh, and things like that. So a lot of E3 stuff uh, and then smash with 50 hours. So um, which is not a surprise because our family liked playing that and to tie it in with the 3DS, I, yes, I did use the 3DS, Super Smash Bros. 3DS, as the controller for Smash on my Wii U. Crazy That's as that right. sounds, I did do that a lot and because I enjoyed yeah. it. I know people who've done that too. So it's. Uh, and then favorite genres they listed were Other. <laughs> other was number one. And they listed Splatoon and Netflix under the Other. Uh, action was Metroid Trilogy and Minecraft, and Metroid Trilogy is definitely accurate, along with the multiplayer, which they also said Metroid Trilogy, but I don't <laughs> remember doing much multiplayer with that. <laughs> uh, and then Pikmin 3 as well is what they listed in their multiplayer. The only one that had multiplayer was 2, wasn't it? Yes, I, I think that did, and I know we did that on the GameCube, but I don't remember doing it when it was on Tim, I'm proud of re-release. You that your your days with the Wii U are higher than Jesse's. You <laughs> you you loved your Wii U for 31.62 days. Nice. So awesome. yeah, okay. I, uh, I I blame my son. <laughs> and I I blame my kids too. Just you don't like the Wii U, it's okay. Uh <laughs> I, I understand. Some you know only 14,000 14 let's just say 14,000 sold. Only 14 million <laughs> sold. Uh it's totally fine. Uh, Seth, let's let's throw it over to you. What are your numbers here? Let's crunch. Cool. Yeah. Now, a- as you guys have already kind of uh, touched on, these are wildly inaccurate. <laughs> They're like yes. games that games that I know that that I uh, that that would be on here that just aren't on here at all. Um, so for 3ds, 
to start there, total playtime is 759 hours across 88 total titles played. Um, That's also 31.62 hours. You played your 3DS exactly as many hours as Tim played his Wii U. Hey, there we go. See, Justin, I could do numbers too. (laughs) um so this is this is where it gets shaky here because my most played says animal crossing new leaf at 256 hours already that's wrong because um i i know that i i I looked at this recently i I looked at my 3ds activity log recently with um i did an episode of keep nintendo weird about pocket card jockey and i had like 150 some hours in that my animal crossing was like 400 something hours so I don't know where that number comes from. And then the next thing here is Street Pass Me Plaza at 91 hours. And I know of at least two games that should beat that, that I have over 100 hours in, that being Pocket Card Jockey and Tamadachi Life. But they're not, not only are they not on here in my most played, they're not even represented in my most memorable game. Like, I can't even choose them as an option. They're nowhere to be found. I have no idea what the deal is there. Uh, and then my number three game is Pokemon Y with 52 hours. So yeah, that's, that's less than 1200. Yeah, it's less than 1200. My favorite genres, evidently number one is multiplayer smash brothers and new super Mario brothers Two. apparently uh, best multiplayer games. I guess they count street passing mode as multiplayer. I guess. Yeah. And then, and then my number two is other with nintendo badge arcade and pokemon bank which i believe i have booted up one time on my 3ds (laughs) (laughs) and then simulation with animal crossing new leaf and hatsune miku project mirai dx which i literally played the demo for and not the full game so (laughs) question marks all around for this for me wildly inaccurate um so Going into Wii U, my total playtime is 527 hours, over 51 total titles played. This one makes a little bit more sense to me. Um, Top game is Smash with 96 hours. That seems about right. Um, I was a little surprised, just like you, Jesse. Um, Super Mario Maker, 90 hours. I was like, did I really spend 90 hours with Mario Maker? Really? You know? You unfortunately um, then, played your Wii U less than Jesse. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't shock I didn't me. think it was possible. <laughs> that doesn't but shock me. 21.95 days. Almost Man. 22. Man. Uh, and then Mario Kart 8 at number three with 73 hours again. Sounds about right. Um, my top three genres was action with Mario Maker and then Super Mario Galaxy 2. Okay. Wow. (laughs) Multiplayer with Smash and Mario Kart, and then Other with Mario Maker and Hulu. So. Because those two things are exactly the same. Same genre. Yeah, why not? Hulu, Mario Maker. Other. (laughs) Right? Uh, Those are good numbers, though. That's good. I guess. Uh, Wildly inaccurate. Uh, (laughs) In fact, I would say probably the only thing uh, probably accurate about these is the total playtime. Right. Yeah. So mine uh, for 3DS was 1,559 hours, which uh, rounds out to uh, 64.95 days of my life spent playing 3DS. Uh, Top three, uh, that's over 215 titles uh, as well, which 
That's shocking to me. That's a lot of games. Um, top three games by time, uh, Animal Crossing New Leaf at 118 hours, uh, New Super Mario Brothers 2 at 72 hours, and Super Mario 3D Land at 70 hours. I honestly would say these. this is probably correct for me. Uh, I, I need to go back and look at my 3DS for playtime, but I put a lot of time into New Super Mario Brothers True trying to get to that million coins. Yeah, and I just love. I, I think love I ever did. Fun. I think I might have gotten to like six hundred. Eric did. Eric did. My my co-host Eric on all in. He got the million coins. And the, all it does is change the title screen. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mario 3D Land at seventy hours. I can believe that too because I I fell in love with that game when it came out. Great game. Uh, favorite genres is action, which those games are WarioWare, Mega Micro Games, and Luigi's Mansion. Uh, mm-hmm. Multiplayer. Mario Party, the top 100. Okay. Like that's a multiplayer game. Also, Star Fox 64 3D. <laughs> okay. No, and then Adventure is my last favorite genre. Luigi's Mansion and Retro City Rampage Deluxe, which I don't even think I own. I don't <laughs> think it's on my 3DS. <laughs> I don't remember playing that game at all. Uh, Wii U came in at. Uh, 1,008 hours of playtime over 150 titles, which is a square 42 days of my life spent playing. Oh, wow. The Wii U. Uh, top three games by time, Super Mario Maker, 93 hours. Super Smash Brothers for Wii U, 59 hours. And Lego Dimensions, 56 hours. Uh, that's probably pretty accurate, too. Uh, favorite genres, uh, action which Donkey Kong 64 and WarioWare Mega Micro Games. Because apparently I I own WarioWare Mega Micro Games on both the 3DS and the Switch. As well you should. Because (laughs) I forget what games I have on what systems. Uh, uh, Number two, Adventure. Are you ambassador program? I am. Okay, so you would have it on the 3DS. Probably. Uh, Favorite genres? Uh, number two, Adventure, Super Smash Brothers for Wii U. Didn't know that was an adventure game. Uh, and Castlevania, which it's fine. I, I like Castlevania. Uh, and then Platformer, Donkey Kong 64 and Super Mario 64. That's inaccurate. Those aren't platformers. <laughs> they're 3D games. Uh, anyway. Shooters. Yeah, they're shooters. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, I don't Anyway, uh, here's what we want you to do. If you're out there listening is uh, tweet us or hit us up on Facebook or Instagram. Tag us in your breakdown uh, of your of your um, memories from Wii U and 3DS. We would love to see those and compare them to ours uh, as we move forward. Uh, guys, we're going to change gears here and talk about a couple of events coming up. So let's do that right now. Uh, Tim, why don't you tell everybody about the dinner table? Yes, the dinner table coming up tomorrow night, in fact, or today, if you're listening to the recording. It is every third Friday of the month, and that is this Friday. So we will be getting together as a community. I don't record them anymore. So it's not technically a podcast anymore with uh, our community. It's just community gets together and sits back and relaxes and 
talks about whatever last time it was talking about star Wars stuff, Marvel stuff. And, uh, one of our members from our community, spider Shan was having a good old time and, uh, blessed us with his knowledge of that content. So it was quite awesome. Um, we have other members of the community that come and join, uh, whenever they can. And that's what it is. It's just basically we open it up at 10 o'clock Eastern standard time for the community to come in to discord. And in order to do that, you have to be a Patreon or Twitch subscriber. So those are some of the benefits you get when you do that Uh, to join in on that, in those discussions. And we hang out maybe for a couple hours and, or like the last time we were up to like three or four in the morning, just talking about everything. So it's uh it's not recorded anymore, like I said. So it opens up the doors for people to be a little bit more open in their discussions, not worried about the world hearing it, uh, which I think is very good for the community and for everybody just to be able to chit chat about whatever. So, so what you're saying is, the dinner very, table is Vegas. It's very yes. What happens at the dinner table stays at the dinner table. That I like is correct. It. I like it. <laughs> um, also coming up, uh, actually, as you are listening to this, uh, MLB The Show 22 is having a tech test from February 17th through February 23rd. If you are 18 or over and you have a PlayStation 5 or 4, Xbox Series X or S, a 1 or a Switch, uh, and those are connected to the Internet, you can participate in this technical test. And Tim's actually going to talk a little bit about that tonight in his what he's been playing. I'm, I'm anxious to hear this because uh, MLB, the show being on a Nintendo system, it's a pretty big deal. Uh, seeing as how it's come by coming uh, by way of PlayStation studios. And speaking of the online uh, online play tests, uh, as you're hearing this uh, today, Friday, the 18th, you will be able to participate in the Nintendo switch sports online play test. Pre-registration for this is required, and you can do so by redeeming absolutely zero My Nintendo Platinum points on the my.nintendo.com website to get a code for the eShop, and that will download the game client to your system. You don't know why uh, they times- just don't put it on the eShop. Why make it do the code? Because, Jesse, Nintendo. Uh, that's why. I, I, I accept this answer. That's they just that's how they want you to do it. They want you to go to that my.nintendo.com website to remind you that it's still there. Times for the playtest will be uh, today, Friday, the 18th. If you're listening to this in audio, 7 to 7.45 p.m. Pacific Standard Time uh, on the 19th, uh, which is Saturday, 3 to 3.45 a.m., 11 to 11.45 a.m. and 7 to 7.45 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and on the 20th, 3 to 3.45 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And don't forget, Nintendo says you're absolutely not allowed to talk about this. If you play this, you better not say anything online or they'll come get you. I don't know. Why, why are they doing that, Seth? Yeah. Why, why are they? Why, why did they want us to talk about it? It's this is a weird one for me. It's um, you know, I guess it's it's fairly standard practice with like uh, with tests like that to kind of put that out as a blanket statement. But to be honest, for me, I'm like, is this not just you know free marketing for your game? You know, if we yeah. if we talk about it, uh, are we, you really going to issue five million NDAs? NDAs, right? Yeah, no, it does. You know, it doesn't really work that way. So does I, it mean I, we yeah. can't stream it? 
This one Correct. confuses me. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah you're not supposed stream to stream it. it. Yeah. Or do video. We can't, we couldn't do a video of it. Is there like, like a secret, like m- me murder option or something in here that we're going <laughs> to like what it's bowling. I think, no, I think, I think it's something to where, I mean, look, for example, this is going to launch tomorrow at 10 o'clock, the same time we start our dinner table. And we've already said as a group in our, in the discord channel that for those who are going to participate, we're going to participate while we're talking. So we're going to be chit-chatting about everything, even while we're sitting there with our switches and mm-hmm. saying, Hey, you know, we can't play together, obviously. Um, Jesse reminded us of that to make sure that we didn't forget that you can't connect and play with other people. It won't, it's not going to be that kind of test. It's just going to be, you know, going on there playing with random people, with the, the random games. So this is uh, such a weird time though, for like yeah. a lot of people like central standard time. This is 9 PM uh, on Friday night, 5 AM, 1 PM and 9 PM on Saturday and 5 AM on Sunday. Their tests, they've always had weird times. Well, they also have to support the Japanese audience, which is like 11 hours difference. Well, that's true. That's yeah. true. You're right. You're right. They've always had their weird time. So, but it's going to be interesting. So, like I said, we'll be on, not again, it's not oh, being I'm recorded or anything, night. but we're going to be sitting there in a private chat, just, you know, chatting about everything, including, you know, our experience yep. at the moment. So, well, Either way, we'll talk about it on next week's podcast, and they can't stop us because what, what are they going to do? Yeah. Next week is the chance for us to be this, uh, whatever Nintendo ambassador. Nintendo Ninja. <laughs> yes. It's a chance for us to get the ninjas. Sue everybody. for everybody. Those yes. are our events coming up, and now it's time for everyone's favorite part of the show, especially Justin's. Jesse's Pokemon. Pika, 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 you. I hate you all. <laughs> I have a few things to talk about today. The the first Pokemon Go Community Day updates. The dates for Community Days through May have been announced: March thirteenth, a Sunday; April twenty third, a Saturday; May twenty first, a Saturday. More information about each Community Day will be announced before their respective dates. Starting. Friday at 10 a.m. through February 25th at 8 p.m. local time, the, po- the Go Tour Pokeball Prep Rally. During this event, timed research will be available to reward trainers who complete it before the events end with extra Pokeballs to use during Pokemon Go Tour Johto. Field research tasks will also earn trainers Pokeballs, Great Balls, and Ultra Balls. Ball shaped Pokemon will appear more in the wild, including. Cantonian and Husonian Voltorb, Cantonian Electrode, Coughing, Merrill, Waymer, Whalmer, Solosis, Fungus, and Jigglypuff. Husonian Voltorb will, will be able to evolve into Husonian Electrode for the first time at the cost of 50 Voltorb candies, and the Galar Pokemon League mascot character, Ball Guy, his costume will be available to purchase for your in game avatar. Wow. Finally, some information about Pokemon Go Tour Johto. Ticket holders who who complete the Pokemon Go Tour Johto's special research will unlock a new masterwork research line, which is designed to be completed over a long period of time. They did something similar last year as well. 
by progressing through this masterwork research, trainers can encounter Apex Shadow Ho'oh and Apex Shadow Lugia, who give off an aura that has never been seen before. When purified, the resulting aura will also be different. The Pokemon Go Tour Johto event is on February 26th from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. local time. And I know there's some components that are uh, will require get to go to Pokestops to do uh, rock rocket grunt battles and whatnot. But for what I do, like, like I did last year, I plan on uh, live streaming as much as I can. I mean, and I'll take breaks when I have to go out and then I'll come back and continue my stream. Those awesome. are always fun and cool to see. Yep. So that's our Pokemon. Minute. Let's talk about what we've been playing. And Tim, we're going to start with you. What's you been playing? All right. So I can't remember if I mentioned this last week, but uh, it takes two. I, Sammy and I beat that. I don't remember if I mentioned that last week or not. Yeah, I, um, I don't remember. But, but I know I mentioned dropped. that we playing it, but we actually beat it. So, um, which I think was over the weekend. I can't remember. But everything's blending together. But just to say that on the Xbox, Sammy and I played that to completion, which was a lot of fun. Really good game. Some topics that uh, I think that I can understand why only teenagers um, or older probably would you would want them to play that game with you because there's some topics there about uh, the parents that you're playing. You know, they're talking about getting a divorce and all that and how it impacts their daughter. So um, some heavy topics there. Sammy only Sammy didn't really care too much about what that was all about. He asked a couple questions, but that was it. He didn't ask anymore. <laughs> he just wanted to keep playing, which that game is the, I think the game of games for co-op playing. Yes. Uh, I think so. It's like, I think if I, every time I think about it, it's number one on my co-op games list. So I love that um, game. It is absolute. Um, best the best co-op game i've played in in a long time that i can remember so uh definitely recommend that especially if you've got game pass uh definitely play it while you can there um all right going back to my list uh retro bowl i've been playing that on the nintendo switch i believe it was a mobile game before uh and probably still is uh, but it came out for the Switch, and it is kind of like your, you know, old school Tecmo Bowlish type of football game for the Nintendo Switch. But it has newer, you know, newer things that we're used to today in games. Um, not the graphics; it's still like eight bit, sixteen bit type graphics, which is pretty fun and cool. Uh, but it's a lot of fun to play because you are basically a GM of a football team um, and a coach as well, basically. Um, and you're, the game is built around you being the coach. And although you get to play offense, you don't get to play defense, but the offense you're playing as the players, just like any other football game you would, and especially in the Tecmo bullish type realm. But then when you're done with the game, you do a lot of coaching and GMing, uh, for your team. And there's a lot of, um, you get some currency in-game currency there to where it helps you decide and what you're going to do with players and facilities and all that kind of stuff. 
And I, I think I mentioned all this stuff last week, but I can't reiterate enough that if uh, we're sorely lacking in American football games on the Nintendo switch, and this was, um, I didn't give it a pass just because it's one of the very few that's on there. It is actually a really good game. Unfortunately, it doesn't have online play against other people. It does have leaderboards or will have leaderboards if it's not there already. Um, uh, so there's some aspect, I guess, if you want to, you know, compete for high score or whatever, however that's going to work. Um, but it is a really good football game where you can, it's using current, um, NFC, AFC teams um, that you can use, not the player names or anything like that. Obviously, they don't have anything like that, but you can just, you can, you have both divisions in the NFL and all that kind of stuff. So it's a really fun game. Which tells me they they got a license for the NFL, but not the Players Association. Right, exactly. So it doesn't matter, though, because the the player names are pretty creative and funny, too. So uh, there's a lot of discussion of that in our Discord. So... Highly recommended if you are into American football games. Uh, it's it's fun. Tim, can I can I ask you a question real quick? Sorry sure. to, to go back no, go to ahead. it takes two. Yes, playing it with your son, I've got to know how did it go over when you got not no spoilers or whatever, but how did it go over when you guys did the scene with Cutie the elephant? How how did that go? He was laughing, and I really? was, but it was more in nervousness because it was like, <laughs> "Oh my gosh, what are we doing?" One so, of the most horrific scenes in any video game ever. Yeah, just it's saying, hard, <laughs> uh, it's hard not to spoil anything because yeah, like, I yeah. want to talk about it. But uh, I saw, <laughs> I saw the Game Pass guys go through it. Game Pass News guys, uh, our our podcast family podcast there that does the xbox games they were playing it and they got to that scene and i kept telling them they were like oh do we have to do what we think we have to do to this elephant and i'm like oh just wait (laughs) dude i i watched midsommar the same night that i did that scene and nothing in midsommar was as horrible as that scene in in (laughs) it takes two i'm just saying so sorry i had to ask (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, that is probably one of those points if you're playing with kids or kids in the area yeah, that you're going to, uh, again, teenager or older, definitely for this game. As much right. as it is a good gaming game, it's... I have no um, idea what you're talking about. I think we need to have a talk post-show to... Uh, <laughs> okay, <Yes>. okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but again, definitely a high up on the list if you... Uh, game with your teenagers or older so or even i think it's a really good game for a couple to play too so yeah um did you play it with your wife seth no i actually played it with my cousin um i want to play it with my wife yeah um but my my wife and i have a really hard time with co-op games we wind up yelling at each other (laughs) so which would be accurate i guess for this game so we would just be Uh, role-playing the characters (laughs) why am i otherwise known as why marty's wife won't play snipper clips with one thousand percent yes oh overcooks really bugs my 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 yeah, my wife works in the restaurant business, so we play Overcooked, and it's a nightmare. A nightmare. Oh, I believe she it. Told, oh, yeah, yeah. We also <laughs> that was another one. That was a that was a put the controller down and look at me and say we're never doing this again. Yep. Which is sad because I love Overcooked. Yeah. I just I get really like I want the three stars. Yeah. I want the three star rating. If you would just cut the tomatoes, you know, <laughs> put them on the counter. 
I am. I have put them on the counter. Put right. them down. Why are you? Don't grab that. Stop. We can't do it. We can't. You didn't fill it up it's all the way. Worse. We tried to play it as an entire family one night. Oh man. And, oh my god. Rules had to be put down, right? <laughs> that was that was the we're never playing this again. It was there was right. never a thought. Okay, that's that's cool. All right. That's cool. Uh Pokemon Legends Arceus. I'm still playing more of that. I got uh my fifth star there. Um I'm at the uh cave of uh of wonders. <laughs> no, I was gonna say the same thing. <laughs> The Cave of Wonders. No, where am I in this game? I have it right here. Uh, the Ancient Quar- Quarry. Quarry. Mm. Sorry. The Ancient Quarry is where I'm at. That's two different uh, things. An Ancient Quarry is an old question. No, an no. An Ancient Qu- Quarry, quarry. Is an, old, an old place. An yes, old um, rock place. An old mine. rock place is where I'm at. It's an old mine. That's where I'm at right now. I got the, I, uh, was it quelled? the three yeah. three pokemon so far so yeah yeah i'm making my way through this game so i don't have to hear it from the community like i do with breath of the wild so that is what's motivating me <laughs> so <laughs> no, really i'm actually i want to i want to beat this game because i want to know what's going on but it sounds like when we talk to jesse there's a lot more to this beyond the credits so we'll see oh yeah um oh yeah so and then the show 22 uh, tech test I played today. I did the uh, a tech test with that. I played a whole game and there's a lot going on in the tech test. Like I, they have it to where you can buy packs for free. You don't have to put any money into it right now. So I was able to download packs. I was able to get like a pretty good team. Cause I got the most expensive packs, the, uh, the diamond packs. I think they are. And unlocked a lot of players, which is a very interesting mechanic. Uh, I haven't played the show games, I think, in a, at all, maybe, or maybe the very first one. I think the very first ones didn't have cards, but these have cards. We're using tops cards where you get the players, current and old, um, and use those cards and the stats in those cards to build your team. So I was able to create my own team in, in this tech test. Um, and surprising, I was surprised. I mean, we all know it's the switch. It's not going to look like it does on the PlayStation or the Xbox. I'm already prepared for that. Um, I didn't know what to prepare myself for when looking at it. And again, this is a tech test, so I know it's not going to be, you know, the final build, if you will, but man, I, it's impressive for being a tech test. It looked good. There was some glitches. There was some things happening in between switching between, you know, being uh, on the field or batting and stuff like that. Uh, All things that anybody who goes to play it will find out and stuff like that. But again, I was impressed by what I saw so far, the tech test on playing this game in handheld mode, by the way, on the switch. And that's, that's how I mainly play is handheld and that's what I've just wanted from like EA or anybody else to give us a sports game that I can play in handheld. So, and this does it impressively. And the other thing that I like about it too, is it is cross platform. So if I really wanted to play it on the PlayStation or Xbox, I can. And I, when I have my account connected, I can continue where I left off 
in a dynasty game or whatever and continue on if I want it on my TV with better graphics, I guess, if I wanted to. But again, I like I like the handheld aspect of my place, um, my switch, and I'm looking forward to that game. I think I'm probably going to be pre-ordering that. I did have this information in the notes last week, but since I wasn't talking, I didn't get a chance to talk about it. But uh, but yeah, the I, I saw in the eShop that they have the game for sixty bucks, and then they have a digital Digi- bun- deluxe bundle for a hundred dollars. Yes, they do. That gives aye, you aye, a aye. whole bunch of packs. And- yes. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be a gotcha game like FIFA. <laughs> yes, so so, that's what it is. You can get so packs. watch out if if you want to buy this for your kid. Watch out for that. Yes, and and, and, and Marty's favorite. You're gonna play it four days early. Yes, you get four days early in the game. Yeah, but that's the <laughs> thing about the, the packs. The only is- time I'm really gonna be okay with that is. For WWE 2K22, <laughs> uh, you can play that four days early. But you also get The Undertaker, which is a oh, total crap cool. move for people locking The Undertaker behind a pre-order. But that's okay. By the way, I also just want to throw it in here. that has been 1,808 days since uh, Breath of the Wild came out, and Tim still hasn't beaten it. <laughs> this is yes, going to be a weekly feature now on the podcast. <laughs> this is... <laughs> I am playing the long game with Breath of the Wild. I, you know, it's a, it's been going on five years, right? So, bang uh, for your buck, bang for your buck. I go in and play it, and and this is what gets people too is I still have not opened up the whole island. I've only opened up south, the southeast corner of the island, and I put. I'll have to look it up. Let me. When you guys are talking about the next games, can you uh, can you post a picture of your map? Yeah, let me see if I can find your map. Uh, on social media for public shaming purposes. <laughs> well, I mean, look, the, the wait for Tim for Breath of the Wild 2 is going to be like like nothing. He's like, I just beat the first one, and now I got the second one. It's perfect. Right. I mean, like, I've been boom, waiting boom. four years. I mean, <laughs> that's right. totally fine. It's, it's okay. Um, Tim, thank you for what, you're, uh, what you've been playing. We appreciate you. And then no Seth, the, joke I want, the joke I wanted to make before I uh, says, so you have a query about the quarry. Uh, he does uh seth i'm gonna throw it over to you what have you been playing buddy yeah um so a bunch of things I, i'm doing the the justin masson game sampler thing here lately ah, kind of a, okay. a little bit of a lot of stuff um i uh so pokemon legends arceus i'm in the post game of that cleaning up uh, side missions and the little wisps that are in the biomes and whatnot and taking care of that. I rolled credits on it um, a while ago. We did a, a full review discussion last week on my show um, where we where we really got into the weeds on it. And, um, and, and that was fun and everything. But the post game is actually quite good and, and quite extensive in this game. So I've, I've been really enjoying that. Put like 50 plus hours into it already and i just I'm, I'm really really enjoying that game yeah jesse's probably dwarfed me in that you know so uh so i'm having a good time with it though i have my little issues with the game but overall it's uh it's awesome just having a blast with it um i love popping in there and you know playing for like 30 minutes flying around on my braviary and finding a few wisps and calling it a day you know um, and so, uh, we also, uh, we got a, uh, so last week on the show, we interviewed the developers of Infernax, which just came out 
and um, they very graciously provided us a code to, to check the game out for review. And um, we've been playing a bunch of that. I really love it. Um, if you are a fan, like I, I don't know if Chris HL is still hanging out in the chat, but Zelda 2 fans pick this game up. Like it is it is basically like the modern realization of Zelda 2, Castlevania 2, with just like a gory heavy metal backdrop to the whole thing. It's fantastic. Really love it. Um, it that that one is is and you like sold they released me, on Valentine's Day. Me, no, I'm on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> it's re- like the combat of Zelda two, and and the sort of like um, that side scrolling combat shield based, you know, just like in yeah. Zelda two. Um, it's it's sort of like if they if they had continued on that path with Zelda, we probably would have gotten more games like Infernax, you know, and it's super like irreverent. Like it has a bunch of little Easter eggs and jokes and stuff. It's a very like tongue in cheek kind of game. Um, it's it's really good. I, I like it a lot. Um, so Infernax worth checking out. Um, I've been playing. So I, I have this weird like nostalgia trip recently. My, my wife and I went and saw Jackass Forever. And uh, that that got me in this mood where like, you know, years and years ago, I used to be skinny and I rode a skateboard for years. So I got home from watching that movie and I I wanted to play Tony Hawk. So I picked up Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 on Switch and I've been playing a bunch of that. Nice. And uh, really, really loving that. I love those games and it's just been, you know, it's been a blast from the past for me. uh, and yeah, that's, that's pretty much it for me though. I, I picked up grapple dog. I've, uh, I've been playing that off and on a little bit. That's a little indie game. That's, that's really unique. Kind of like a GBA style platformer, but like the movement is kind of out of Bi- bionic commando. Like you have like a grapple hook that you use to move around. It's pretty fun, really colorful, really cute. I like it. But, what was that uh, yeah, just kind of grapple dog. Grapple, grapple dog. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. It's cool. Definitely, like watch a trailer or something. You'll you'll get the the second you lay lay eyes on it, you'll know if it's for you or not. You know, um, it, it definitely is kind of like GBA style visuals, a really funky like soundtrack. Like that, I wasn't I wasn't prepared for the soundtrack to be as funky as it is. It's like straight out of Jet Set Radio or something. It, it makes me happy. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's about it for me, guys. Jesse. What you been playing? So I've been playing, you know, continuing Pokemon Legends Arceus. I last week I said I hope to beat it. I am so close to finishing. Yeah, I I I, I finally caught that Bonsley, which is the last baby baby mon. Oh I gosh, need. yeah. Uh, not no, not Bonsley. It was Magby. So I still have Magmi, Pichu, and Munchlax to finish the deck entries. So and then I have the four fossil mon that I still have to get. And I don't so seven Pokemon total to complete the decks. And, and you then, can't breed in this game. Like, come on. No, you can't. <laughs> anyway, and so what, what, once I have one of each one of everything, then I can go get Arceus. So I have to get two forty one right. to get to Arceus, which is then two forty two. And then so I have four Pokemon away from getting to Arceus, then I have seven Pokemon away from completing the decks, of which I will probably be a thousand points away from being ranked 10, and that's going to be the hardest grind to get those, because you only get them 10 and 20 points at a time. I was hoping it would be around, I would line it up nice, but no, I don't think I'm going to. I'm going to miss it. So I'm going to have to do a lot of, like, 
hunting down Pokemon and feeding it food and you know things stupid things like that to yeah. get those yeah. points. See you talking about this and you guys talking about that the after the credit stuff, right? Yeah. Especially with the you were mentioning and I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but it's basically there's more to it when you've got everything to get that final Pokemon. Like yeah. you got to yes. have all the Pokemon. You got to have the final Pokemon. Yes. You got to have everything in the Pokedex. When you look at the decks, you have three numbers in the top. The first is yes. the number you've seen. The second is the number you've, you've, you've caught. And then the third is the number of completed Dex pages. Yeah. So that that's the, you have to have both the first and the second at 241 in order to get to Arceus. Okay, so let me ask you this. It's basic because I'm I'm all about this game because of the story. That's what's got me into this game. I love the story of this game, what's going on, learning about where this whole time thing is going on and all that fun stuff. Um, so I want to look when I roll the credits, is that gonna be it for that story? No, there's, there's more no. story after credits. Okay. Yes. Okay. But if you want to, if you want, you know, you'll know when the story ends. Okay. At that point, then it's all you have left is do finish the quests and do and complete the decks. Okay. Yeah, and you know, you know, what, what I, I don't know where the act numbers are, if there are any, but what I call <laughs> Act Three, but before the credits rolled, I was literally angry at the game for what they did. I'm not going to say <laughs> okay. what I'm not going to say what they did. I don't know. So. Tim laughs. So you got that far, or you're you're not that far. No, I'm no. You're not I, that like far. Like I said, yet. I'm at the cave. So okay. Uh, oh, oh no, or, no. Yeah, I think you have to have all five down for. Yeah, for I got three. three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, so I I was really angry at the game, but it does redeem itself, and I was okay with it at the end. But still, okay. I did not like how they handled it. The final act so is Seth, weirdly Seth, paced. Seth knows yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So, in terms of, you know, I, I, I think I'm in the 85 hour range in this game. Wow. I, yeah. I have completed all 94 side quests. They're all done. One of them, though, I couldn't. The last one, I couldn't get the trigger, because it's a continuation of a previous quest, where it marked the quest complete, but I never went back to talk to the original person, which sets the flag to let me get the second side of it. So once I oh. talked to her, I talked to her. Then her quest. I have a quest light comes up, but I still couldn't talk to her again. I had to leave the building and then come back. This is the this is the nurse in the headquarters. Building. Oh, I had the same thing happen to me. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And yep, then yep. and then once I left and came back, then I was able to get the that last quest and then the hundred herbs or leaks or whatever. Yeah, hundred medical medicinal yep. leaks. Yep. I think I I I had thirty. I collected fifty, and then I just. Bought the last thirty because I didn't want. Yeah, to it's again. not bad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I am so close to finishing, and you know, I was hoping to get to Triangle Strategy demo. I was hoping to get to Ocean's Heart. I was hoping to get the Voice of Guards. None of them have been played yet. <laughs> so, but once I did put about two hours, two or three hours into a game I bought on Steam. I, I told, I hinted at Tim, hey, hey, check this out. It's called Happy Humble's Burger Farm. 
I f- found out about this because I saw on the Game Theorist channel, uh, Austin put out a video, and I'm like, okay, I kind of want to play this a little bit before I watch this video. I don't want to be spoiled. Like, I was spoiled with Inscription, and I was spoiled with Doki Doki Literature Club. And uh, so I, I got, I put a few hours into it. It, 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 it you know, it's, it's one of those games where the what is really going on is not what the first 30 minutes of the game looks like it is. I didn't get, I didn't get far. I, and I'm probably not going to ever play this again. So then is this I, I another one of those video. games where it's like a bunch of Japanese girls standing around and then one no, of them no, 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 this, 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 this is eating hamburgers out of her flesh. This, and then this, this is, it's a fourth wall. And then it's like, this Oh, you're psych- the hamburger. No, this isn't psychological horror. This is flat horror. So it, yeah, it's, you know, so I'd say, you know, what, uh, observe, uh, continue with caution on this one, but, uh, it, it, it's interesting. It's, uh, uh, this would be a game I would want to play. I want to watch. I don't want to, pl- I don't, wouldn't want to play it. I want to watch someone play it. So I may look at other, like let's plays on Twitch or something of this game. Gotcha. Gotcha. But, uh, it, 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 it there is, it, the lore goes deep and it's weird. The hamburger right. lore. Yeah. Hamburg- Happy, deep hamburger lore. Happy's humble burger farm. There is There's the map. map. There's that map. The map of shame. Yes. Holy cow. That's I 55 it, hours. Of, I love it, man. Of me just spending time in that corner of the map. <laughs> You're just enjoying it, dude. I love it. I've, I've been enjoying it for five years. One of these days, one of these days, <laughs> Tim's going to be in a nursing home. And he's going to be paying some kid to defeat Calamity Ganon. So I'm he not going to pay anybody to do it. I'm going to be doing it. 3,000 days of fast. <laughs> it's been 84 years. Yes. <laughs> Mecca wants to me to mention that Crunchyroll's on Switch. And he says yes. in Discord, yeah, here's Jesse's Game of the Year. I'm like, yeah, but I, I won't download this because I already I, I use Apple TV and my iPad to watch my anime. I don't need to watch it on my Switch. I'm sure someone will get you, have some use out of it, but that that's not for me. Yeah. So uh, I've been playing one game. One game. I see. Called Yoshi's Crafted World. Ah. It has reemerged from the vault on my Switch because I remembered that there is post-game content if you 100% it. And so I want to do that. Is this like and I don't know what, like final level? It's just, it's gripped me and I can't, it won't let go. I, I, even though it's super annoying, like I was playing, it is. I was playing this uh, this game the other night, and uh, I was in the mountain level where there was like this this level called Magnets and Mousers, and I swear I played that level like eight times. You have because to because of going back and getting stuff, and then the robots like, oh, I wanted some crystal boxes, I wanted a minecart that's been flipped upside down, I wanted this, and there's like. Literally like 12 of those fetch quests for the cardboard tube robot. And each one gets you a flower. So I'm going to persevere. This is this is why I said I'm not going to start Majora's Mask this weekend. <laughs> because all I'm going to be playing is Yoshi's Craft World. I, it sucked me in. I love the game when it came out. It, right. was, it came out at a really weird, awkward time when I didn't have a lot of time to put in it. So I 
busted my way through it to finish it. And then I never went back. The game's great, actually. It like it, it's really fantastic. good. It it's just good like just but play through you, it though normally. Don't don't subject yourself to the 100 percent slog. <laughs> no, I'm doing it. It's it's happening now. Oh, I've committed. Man. Me and me and Light Blue Yoshi, we're going to for 100 percent But uh here, like I, want to, I want hundred percent this Pokemon game. Marty's gonna hundred percent this game. Yep. 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 Tim is gonna be working this weekend on Breath of the Wild. So um not until I finish Arceus. Arceus Next week, first. Tim's like 100% Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Once Arceus is done, then I'll go back, Next week, then he's going to be like, Zelda. hey, I unlocked a new region of the map. Yeah, yeah, Tim's got a month left on Arceus at his rate. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, <laughs> it's like the episode of SpongeBob. 3,000 days later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a Joshi's Crafted World uh, until something, I guess... Like for me at this point, I'm waiting on Mario Kart DLC, and that's about it. So it's going to be this into Majora's Mask. Oh, oh, and I, I, I've oh. got. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this just for Jesse. Okay. Uh, I've started playing Picross 3D on the 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 my 3DS. I love game. that game. So yes. good. Can we not get a new Picross 3D game? Yes, please. please. It's so yes. good. My wife has been, asked, has been asking for that one, too. Yeah, it's uh, so good. I, I remember playing through the, the original Picross 3D twice, and then I played through the Picross 3D 2. I, I know I did at least once. I might have played through that one twice. Also, I've, I've been playing this game. I don't know if you guys have heard about it. It's a little indie game called Wordle. Uh, <laughs> never heard of it. But I moved on. I've moved on now. I'm still Me doing too. Wordle, but I've moved on to Quartle. Oh, Q-U-O-R-D-L-E. Here's what it is. Four wordles at once. And every guess, like when you guess your five-letter word, it's the same guess in every grid, but you get eight chances to find all four words. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yep. yep. So, okay. And I, and I have a tip for anybody who's out there playing totally Nintendo, non-Nintendo related, but here it is. I read an article yesterday that the perfect opening word for Wordle has been found. Isn't it? It's like crane or crates nope, or something like it's that? It's a rose. Oh, okay. See, a rise has by, always been my starting word. By percentage, uh, a rose is the high. Those letters have the highest percentages of appearing in solutions so far. Okay. So it'll probably change. But right now, it's, uh, a rose is a safe bet. Yeah, you upgraded to Quartal. I updated to Nerdle. Oh no, I can't do that one at all. See, I, I, I am four. I am four for four on Nerdle. I, I when I played Wordle, I was like at sixty percent because I'm lousy at Wordle. Nerdle is figuring out what math equation. Uh, oh, I could. And, yeah, and it I can't do that. Like it's, nine, it's, it's, it's like nine. It's like nine boxes. It's, it's eight characters. Or yeah, you have to. Ha- we have to do you know basic arithmetic functions with proper order of operations in an equation that is mathematically correct as each guess already lost. Oh, I'm way too stupid yeah. for that. Like, I, I, looked, <laughs> I went to the page and the instructions <laughs> popped up and I looked at it on my phone. And I said, Nope. <laughs> See the Picross brain in me likes Nerdle. You know, why are there not more Picross games on mobile devices? 
because yeah. they, we have to do touchscreen and if the 10 by 10s and even 15 by 15s get boring after a while the it's the the fun puzzles are your 30 by 40s you're not yeah. going to do that on a touchscreen on an iPhone and right. even on an iPad that's ugly unless you have Apple pencil my wife has two two pick cross games she plays every day yeah, you know, they, every day. Some of them, I've I played a few of them. Some of them worked well. Konami, I think, has a good one. That's- she loved that one, and she's like, "It's got all these video game characters on it." Like, yeah, and you don't know who any of them are, do you? And she's like, "Nope." It's just yeah, I, I I knew maybe forty percent of them. You know, yeah, I know. They, they, like, they, they, she would they show it to deep- me, and she'd be like, "Do you know what this one is?" No, I yeah, don't. They, and you they don't dig deep in their library for the, some oh, of that. Oh yeah. 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 Well, guys, that's all for what we've been playing. Let's turn on the community spotlight, shall we? All right. This is where we do traditionally Seth, our guest, gets to talk about what he does on the Internet with his pal, Eric. <laughs> I do a lot of things on the internet, especially with my pal, Eric. Yeah, my uh, good friend and co-host, Eric, we produce a weekly Nintendo variety show called All N, A-L-L-N, letter N for Nintendo. It's called All N Nintendo Podcast. And uh, basically the idea is that, you know, just like you guys, we we cover, you know, the weekly news and stuff like that. But we also have rotating variety segments. Every week we do a top five. Every week we spotlight an indie game on the Switch eShop. Sometimes that includes like interviewing independent developers. Um, and then we have kind of a rotating main segment that can be anything from an interview to a retrospective to a game review. This week we're doing a retrospective on Bioshock on the show. So uh, have a lot of fun doing that. Um, as part of that, one of um, one of our sister shows, a spinoff show of that is a show that I produce called Keep Nintendo Weird. Uh, which is a weird Nintendo podcast about loving weird Nintendo games. And uh, we just kind of gush about a weird Nintendo game for, I don't know, 45 minutes to an hour. And, you know, Tim's been on the show talking about Elite Beat Agents, and we uh, we just have fun. It's just a fun game. I, I just recently started streaming it on Twitch, and we just recently hit Twitch affiliate. So uh, Mecca points out here in the chat that um, our podcast usually does hit between two and a half and three hours. It's um it's a long show. We encourage people to uh, jump in with timestamps and stuff. We provide timestamps in the episode description so y'all can freely pop around if you want to. Um, and that that's kind of the the whole idea behind All In is like to provide variety um, to to kind of like have a lot of different content, a lot of different facets of being a Nintendo fan. So like, we'll, we'll dig deep sometimes. We'll, you know, we, we like to kind of take our time and really kind of dig into topics. Like if we're doing a review for Pokemon Legends Arceus, we want to dedicate a whole segment to it, you know, and sit there. I mean, we like our review last week of that. I mean, we sat there and just really talked for like an hour about the game. You know, and I, we really enjoy, I mean, that's why it's all in, you know, we really enjoy kind of going all in on these topics. So uh, it does end up winding, you know, wind, winds up going long, but uh, hopefully there's also quality with the quantity. <laughs> yes, definitely. So I, uh, yeah. 
yeah, that, that's that's the bulk of it um, in terms of the stuff. I mean, we always make uh, YouTube videos on our YouTube channel, um, Twitch. All that stuff is just all in podcast, all one word. You can find us on Twitter and Twitch and all that and YouTube and all your podcast feeds. And I mean, for, you know, I always say this every time I get the chance to hang out with you guys because, you know, you guys really did like inspire me to get into the Nintendo thing specifically. I've been podcasting for like 12 plus years, but you guys inspired me to hone in on the Nintendo thing and coming into this awesome community is has been so huge for me. I'll never be able to replay you guys and, and the people in this community for what you guys have given me. So huge, huge. <laughs> Love you guys. <laughs> Feeling is mutual, and I love hearing how you spread the love with the other uh, podcasts whenever you get a chance to go anywhere uh, and stuff like that. So um, it's it's very different nowadays, it seems like, too, where it's not necessarily competitive. It's more of sharing. We all talk about our, our things differently and, yeah. um, and share each other's knowledge and all that kind of stuff and have fun with it. So. I love that's that. That's what I like about it, all the, the giant Nintendo community that we're in and even beyond Nintendo too with other things. So it's really cool. And it's always a blast to have you on. Thanks for coming on. And again, we'll have to get you on along with Eric too sometime. Yeah. Um, yeah. That'd be great. Eric, Eric would love to, he he recently, uh, retro logic another Nintendo dad's family podcast. Uh, he was recently on retro logic, uh, logic and that was his first guest appearance. Nice. And, um, he, he did a great job there. So Eric's always, you know, he, he and I both always down to guests and just hang out, connect and, uh, and chat with you guys, anybody, you know, in this community, we, we just, we love it, man. It, it's been so huge for, for both of us. Um, you know, I, I've been kind of making content on the internet for a really long time, just screaming into the void. So it's so nice to be part of a community of people that you can connect with, make stuff with and lean on and, uh, and, and make like legitimately great friends. So, yes. I mean, it, it's been, it's been huge for me, man. I just appreciate you guys so much. Awesome. Thanks again for the kind words. And again, the if I can talk, the feeling is mutual. <laughs> so I, I'm always impressed by the shows you guys put together. They're always Thanks, very well put together. And uh, um, like, that's why we are saying we're a dumpster fire compared to a lot of the shows like you guys and, and the others out there. So not true. It's just, it's, time. it's just different flavors of it's the same great thing, sure. man. That's it. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but thanks again for coming on the show and thanks, for man. sharing your, your, your love with us, Nintendo love with us. So yes. uh, speaking of retro logic, we're going to talk about the Nintendo dad's family of podcasts. Uh, Retro Logic being one of them, which has Dan and Datfast John and third strongest mole Sam. They hosted their episode 70, where they have a wow story featuring Eston Huff. Um, that was their uh, special guest on the show on episode 70. And then Great their, episode. their hottest Nintendo Direct takes they talk about. And is Valentine's Day a real holiday is what they talk about. So <laughs> if, you haven't, if you haven't heard, listen to them, uh, go check them out there. Again, that's Retro Logic. Then there's the Dad's After Dark show, which is the um, that is John and Drew. They handle our monthly mayhem here at the uh, Nintendo Dad's. Um, they had recently dropped their episode 92 and they talked about going back to PlayStation. Uh, they talked about their final po Pokemon legends, Arceus review as well. And then facts about Santa. So 
very interesting topics there. So <laughs> hashtag again, Santa facts. <laughs> Dad's After Dark show is only for the adults. It's for yes. when you put the kids to bed and you want something to listen to. That's uh, good topics, though. Stuff that other shows won't touch with a 10 foot pole. <laughs> so. And then Game Pass News, uh, they recently recorded their episode 41, I believe it was, because they just dropped at the beginning of the week, episode 40, where Nick and Sean talk about lagging Halo Infinite numbers. Uh, They talk about Dying Light 2 issues, and they talk about P3 and Game Pass at Inception. Not sure what that means, but... P3 like Phil Spencer? That's like his his Twitter handle. I think that's what that means. Uh, so, but definitely go take a listen to those guys. I got to listen to their newest episode live and had a lot of fun with that. Um, just, well, I got to listen to the, what they've been playing. I missed the beginning, so I'll have to go back and listen, but that's our family podcasts. And with that, don't forget to listen to any of those shows. If you're in Xbox, if you're into PlayStation or Xbox, uh, you got the dad's after dark show. And then yeah, I'm going on RetroLogic next week, actually. So nice. You get, a, so get a double dose. Double dose, <laughs> dose of Seth beyond his own shows. You get to listen on all the other shows. <laughs> yes. All right. So moving on, we got a couple questions from the community. Of course, we've got a voicemail from Christian. And we have, of course, a, a question from Mecha Dragon, yeah. who always provides us content when it comes to community content. <laughs> so... Jesse, you got something that you were going to say? Oh, I was like coughing. You're smiling. Oh, okay. I thought you were smiling or you're just smiling at the fact that Mecha Dragon always gives us a question. <laughs> so the fact that you're commenting that he's always giving us a question. Yes, yes. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. All right. Mecha Dragon, don't be afraid to take a week off, by the way. <laughs> Just teasing. Anyways, with the recent announcement of the Wii U and 3DS eShop soon closing, this also means that this will be the final hurrah for a lack of a better term for the virtual console, as the Wii U and 3DS were the only Nintendo consoles left to offer that service. Now I have tons of memories when it comes to downloading games off the virtual console, both on Wii, Wii U, and 3DS. It was basically all I downloaded during the droughts the Wii U had. I want to know your dad's memories for the virtual console. What games did you all download? What games is on the virtual console that you wished would be on the switch online? Did you enjoy the service and wish Nintendo would bring it back? Looking forward to the podcast while I sit down and cry over the news. <laughs> Thanks, Mecha dragon. So Seth, what, how about you? Do you have any of your memories? I know we went over a lot of the, the, yeah. uh, the facts, you know, and the data behind what we have behind the 3DS and the Wii U, but memories. I'll, when it comes to virtual console specifically, I'll point to two examples, um, one for each. So for 3DS, I was really happy to have a way to play, um, to, to play Mole Mania on 3DS virtual console. That's a really, really great uh, Game Boy game. And and it's not the kind of thing that's like readily available on a lot of other consoles. I, I just love being able to play that. Um, that that was that was one that I was really happy to see pop up on the uh, 3DS uh, virtual console. And yeah, Mecha points out pretty obscure too. For Wii U, there is a we we had a couple of instances um, of like games that didn't get localized here 
coming out um, on on the Wii U Virtual Console. So um, best example I can point to is Kuru Kuru Kururin. And that's like a really weird GBA. Yeah, yeah, perfect. You know, it's a really weird Japanese um, like puzzle game kind of where it's almost like operation like you you're trying to go through these levels without touching the walls but you're ha- you have this like helicopter blade that's constantly spinning so you have to like kind of angle things correctly and make these tight corners and so it's really fun and um they made like three or four of those games and um and the wii u made a home for it so that was my first introduction to that series and uh, i was really happy to see that so it was kind of cool to have like some of those you know, games that never got localized put out on the virtual console here in the States. Nice. Jesse. I bought a a lot of the virtual console library because, you know, before we launched, you know, I would have been, see, that was 2006. So that was like in my early thirties. So during, you know, in my twenties and thirties, you know, I, that's what I started learning learning about the emulation scene. So, you know, I had my collection of files. And and so when I heard about the Wii, I'm like, oh, cool. This is kind of a, you know, nice, nice way to do it. Make it easy to access these older games. And, and I was kind of, yeah, I was all in from the start. So I I bought their early games. I bought the Super Mario Brothers, the Zelda and stuff, and, you know, played through a lot of those. Um, And then when, uh, I think my, my what I, I I did like when the Wii U launched, they they actually had if you did a system transfer from the Wii to Wii U, then now the Wii U knows your Wii purchase history, right? And then if they re, when they re-release the game again on the virtual on that virtual console, you were able to quote unquote upgrade to the Wii U version for a fraction of the price. So instead of paying five dollars again for your nes games it was only a dollar so i'm like yeah i i will buy a dollar i would i probably wouldn't have paid five dollars again because i could just go into Wii we mode and then play them but yeah so they got their dollars out of me it was like a dollar for nes dollar and a half for super nintendo and two dollars for n64 games or something like that instead of 10 <laughs> so yeah right. that was it so i double dipped on a lot of those those titles. And then I did like that, uh, you know, the Wii U offered Wii games. They didn't call them virtual console, but I kind of, in my head did. Right. Uh, right. There. And basically it's <laughs> the way it worked is the, the game, we you, you, you launched the game from the Wii U menu, but it actually put it into Wii mode. Yeah. And, and which was really interesting. Yeah, and I found I found that out because when I did my Wii to Wii U transfer, it saved copied all my save data. So when I launched Mario Galaxy, it had my save data. Yes. So yeah, so I, I thought that was kind of kind of cool. And then, excuse me. Then a lot of the games they offered at a discount. You know, early initially, so like Metroid Prime Trilogy. You could buy it now for twenty bucks, but it was for the first month or so. It was only ten. Yeah, and I knew that was not a game I would ever play, but for ten dollars, I'm like, yeah, I'll put it in my library just to say I have it. <laughs> yes, 
And I played that a lot when it transferred over and I upgraded it and all that for the Wii U. And I played the trilogy a lot on there. So yeah, I was hoping that G- GBA would get more virtual console love on the 3DS because that would that makes a lot Me more too. sense yes. than putting it on the Wii U because those pixels are ugly. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you're looking at it on a 65 inch screen. But, but it was unfortunate though because of the the issues that 3DS had run into sales wise from the beginning, and that's why we had the ambassador program and we got those GBA games. And unfortunately, they were locked to that because Awada said that basically they we were not going to make any more GBA games. Just we just have these ten for the the ambassador because, program because the GBA had a sleep mode kind of. Yeah. The the way the emulator worked, it wasn't compatible with the 3DS's sleep mode. So and I found that out the hard way when I when I was playing doing a run through of Metroid Fusion. And it said that I had Left 27 hours in it because <laughs> yeah. I just I just put it into sleep mode. And, yeah, and the screen was, was still on and everything. That, no, yeah. the, the screen did shut off, but the game was oh, still running it? in the background. I thought it was still. I thought it was. Oh. Still. Yeah, yeah, you had so, to do some weird button combination. So, yeah, so it, it's like, Ellen, you, you put it, so you go into the menu, you put it into sleep mode from the game point of view. Yeah. Which, again, the game's still running, but the screen's off. So it's, it does save battery. And then I could put it in the sleep. At that point, in that mode, the timer is not running. So then I open it up and then hit L and R, and I'm back in the game again. Right. So yeah, and I think they just never found a solution to that, which is why we never got any official Virtual Console on three for on the 3DS, and we just had those ten games. See, I was under the impression, I distinctly remember Iwata saying that we are not coming out with any more GBA games because of the ambassador program. They didn't uh, want they, to I, sell, make it feel like, because it was well, like all those people who paid the higher price for the 3DS. And they then did when for they the dropped NES the price. Games and and like the, the game right. got an update, so you got the the, the full normal retail version. Which right. did have a different uh, rotating screen on the okay than than the original yeah. virtual console, but yeah, I think it was because that they couldn't find that that's fixed find a fix with that sleep bug. Probably in, the in real reason, then, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They could have backpedal on that and just been like, no, no, these ones are exclusive, but we can release other ones. Yeah, you know, they they released them all on the Wii U, right? Or but never back on the 3DS, and I always thought it was because of what Iwata said. Um, right. Then the Wii U did try some DS virtual console games it, because of how the, the dual the screen two screen things. Yeah, some games worked well, some games didn't. But at least that they, was an interesting they, thing. At yeah. least they tried. Right. You know, I, I, I the one thing I wish that I would we would they would have had on the 3DS, and it would have made perfect sense to do so, is uh, Virtual Boy Virtual Console. Yes, one thousand percent. Because of the three D, yep. yep. And actually, I was going to bring that up, but, but uh, lost track of that when we were talking about all that stuff with the three DS library and stuff. Is that that virtual uh, Virtual Boy? We've lost that because of the system, because of what it was. Right, it's a virtual reality type game, uh, gaming system. That more than likely we wouldn't get a, a 
virtual console for or those games to be able to buy. Yeah, I think there was only like 11 or 13 games in North America. There might be another right. five, five or seven Japanese games that didn't make it outside. But the other aspect of it is, is that they were able to do the compilation on the DS of all the Game & Watch games. So why couldn't they do something similar for, you know, Virtual Boy? <laughs> so, but anyways, yeah, but, again, yeah, it goes but, back to the whole preservation the virtual, choices and because, stuff. Because the Virtual Boy library is so small, it makes it easy to collect for. So people who are wanting to start collecting will probably start with that, which is yes. why they're harder to find and they're expensive if you yes, do find them. Because yeah. they're all collector's items. So, you know, it, 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 it probably is a high price for what it is, but if they did release a bundle, even with all 11 games or all 13 games for, say, $40, you know, full retail 3DS price, right. that's still a hell of a lot cheaper than trying to collect them and playing yes, them on, on yes, a system that definitely. is prone to failure due to how the system works. I hope one day that we'll we'll get it in some fashion of Virtual Boy or any of these other games that we're not going to have access to right away. But uh, yeah, I, so one thing that surprised me, I, I learned this about the Virtual Boy on a video where someone like, basically made a Virtual Boy handheld system with the normal screen. Yeah, just not in. But the way the way it renders each eye in. in because there's there's only like one laser that draws a one horizontal line, and the way it it draws it like a scan line like from up down is there's a mirror that rotates at fifty hertz, and so that 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 laser beam's changing for every scan line fifty times a yeah. second for both it's eyes. Crazy. That's crazy. I'm like that. And that's why you can't. It's not a mobile system. Because you can't move with that thing on because it'll disrupt that mirror. Right, right. Yeah. That just um it's amazing what they were able to accomplish with that thing to even bring it out too. So uh my memory, my virtual console memory is um basically going back to um the ambassador program, being able to get the games that we were able to get on the GBA, like Minish Cap. Uh, which was one of the games I didn't get to play on the GBA. So I was happy to get it when we got it there for the 3DS. Um, but my story with that is that I got, I got pretty close to beating it. I forget the percentage I was at. Um, and unfortunately, this was the time when Sammy was much younger and didn't know better and decided to start over and erase oh. that file. Saw and, that coming. Oh. <laughs> and when I went to go boot it up, it was like gone. And I haven't played and finished Minish Cap since because of that. It's like I it was just like at that time I was just like, I'm not doing this all over again right now. I'll come back We've to it all again been sometime. There, yeah. So I still have it on my 3DS to this day. I, I still think here. I did beat it on when I, when I played it on the 3DS when that first launched. You yep. know, tw- eleven years ago. But I, I, I thought about that. This is a game I want to go back to. I thought about playing it again and trying to beat it because I pretty much forgot a lot, a lot of what I've done since then. I always think I want to do all the Kinstone quests until I yeah. start, and I'm like, no, I'm not going to do this again. Well, and then 
So I'm thinking either I'm going to play that one, not until after I beat Breath of the Wild. I'll, t- I'll tell people that. So, <laughs> so but I like also it thought to stream it, but you probably, you likely don't have the I, hardware to stream. I don't have the hardware to stream the 3DS version, no. Unless you stream the Wii U version, I guess, but if yeah. I don't have that connected right now, though, but yeah, who knows? Maybe Nintendo will come out with a GBA uh, NSO platform. So we'll see. It's, yeah, it's quite possible. But anyways, people um, will want to play that Metroid again. Yes, and th- that I yeah. Um, I'm hoping to be able to get back to it one day. If not, I I may just you know do like you were talking about Jesse go see somebody finish the game off so I could see what the, what happened there. So, <laughs> cause it seems like there was only, I only had like a few hours left to, to beat in there. So, but I always, I've beaten every, I actually, I can't say everyone. Uh, most I've beaten most 2d Zeldas uh, except for the, the Oracle games. I haven't beat those. Yeah. Those are the Oracle games and the Triforce heroes are the only Zelda games I've not completed. Yeah. I've beaten Including all the 3D. other ones. 3D ones is harder for me to beat. <laughs> <laughs> Triforce Heroes is actually yes. underrated. If you if you have two other people to play that game with, it's actually pretty good. Oh yeah, no, um, that Triforce Heroes is a blast. So yeah, yeah, that, that, that game has to be played three player lo- locally. Oh yeah, talk. Yeah, yep. I, I tried playing it online and no. And I, I also say solo, no. I also say the same thing about Federation Force. I also yep, enjoy totally that. Agree. Probably lot, true. So. Totally agree. Yep. <laughs> so, but that's my memories of that. Um, all right. So, with that, we have a voicemail from Christian. Hey, Nintendo Dads. It's me, Christian. And I was just doing some research on Nintendo Switch Pro. And I know it's probably too cliche now. But, anyways, I saw something online and it was talking about. Uh, AMD working on an update called FSR. So I guess it's the Fidelity, the Fidelity FX Super Resolution, uh, supposedly is an update to the Switch that may come and cause the Switch to have like super better, awesome graphics. And, you know, more power to Nintendo if they can make that happen, but man oh man, I feel like it's just too good to be true with this aging hardware to have like PlayStation 5 graphics on a five-year-old Nintendo Switch. I just don't know, especially if you don't have to buy anything that's hardware-related, if it's all updates, like uh, like just software that you have to download. So, I don't know. I just find that kind of weird. Uh, I don't understand it, and I was hoping you guys can kind of explain it, because to me it just sounds like, uh, you know, having oatmeal for dinner and just pretending you're having steak and potatoes basically. So anyways, I hope you guys are having a good day. Thanks again for all your hard work on the show. Uh, have a great night. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's like, uh, that's like the matrix, right? When they were eating that porridge stuff, when uh, yeah. they got Neo out of there and they were like, we just, you know, just close your eyes and think of it. Some, something else. So, yeah. Yeah. We talked a bit about this back when, the switch pro rumors were rampant yes uh yeah I, th- this does uh, this wouldn't be something you can just this is a hardware update this isn't just a software update that wouldn't could be applied to the older switch so this this is what we thought the switch pro could be it's, it basically uses uh like machine learning ai buzzword right. insert buzzword here to uh 
kind of upscale a 10 upscale resolution yeah resolution to a 1440p resolution in real time so you know you, you're not you know so textures are still in 1080p so you it, it kind of does a best guess and it's not me you know some things may not look great or but you know in general it does I, i've seen side by side comparisons and, in, and most of the time it, it does look pretty good so that, that's that's what we thought the switch pro was going to be um it still doesn't mean it won't happen later like in its switch successor that what could have you know 1080p you know if, if they still keep the switch model which i think they should because but you know but Apparently they said something like they need they want to find a new gimmick for the next uh, system. I'm like, no, this one works. But anyway, like if the if the handheld itself is 1080p, they could use this technology to bump it up to 1440 or 2160. You know, to for your 4K display. Yeah, as, as I, and, I, and I'm not the, as opposed to having the 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 graph the GPU render it natively at that resolution it'll still render it in 1080p and then upscale it before the output so it's yeah. less load on the gpu that's how i understand it i it sounds to me like and and i'm ignorant about a lot of this stuff but um i was reading some of the stuff uh with the ffr and all that the reason this kind of like came back up in the conversation was the, i i think i think the person's name is like oatmeal dome or something like that who's like a famous like they they go on twitter and they data mine like every nintendo thing and they were data mining the um the online play test for nintendo switch sports and found evidence that led them to believe that um that game has got the like functionality in it to uh to support that ai you know up upscaling thing if nintendo chooses to do that in the future what it sounds like is that you know games like nintendo switch sports are prepared on a software level at least to take advantage of it if they choose to implement it in a switch pro switch to whatever so that's how i understand it anyway yeah and there back when we were talking about the pro stuff i believe that also i think some of it is related to what he was talking about being software updated or software yeah. being updated to the nvidia side um what it was talking about was that there is a updated version of the chip that Nintendo uses, NVIDIA's chip, that would allow to use that NVIDIA upscaling feature. And I think that's what that was maybe referring to, or maybe that's where the confusion is lying, that it is yeah. kind of the same chip, just an upgraded version with upgraded firmware or whatever you want to call it, software on that chip uh, to be able to do that upscaling that they were talking about. So. So that would be pretty tremendous if they did have something hidden in that chip that we didn't know about that they were able to push to the switch. <laughs> like if it's sitting there in the OLED model or something that we don't, we're not aware of and they push an upgrade and Hey, look, now we can upscale to 1440. That would be something else, I think, <laughs> but yeah. I don't think that's happening. So, and I'd be happy to be wrong. <laughs> oh Yeah. So, but I do think that uh, I do speculate. I don't know if it makes sense or not, but I do believe that Nintendo was in was really going to release a pro model as not necessarily the OLED model, 
but because of shortages and things like that, they had no choice but to release what they could, an iteration of the Switch with better components that they had available and not the, the uh, updated processor part. The fact that the, so- the software allegedly is supporting such a technology that doesn't exist, it had to have existed somewhere in development. Exactly. Yeah. So will we get a pro or whatever the next version of the switch is and an updated version? Nintendo will always do Nintendo stuff. So I, I would not surprise me if they came out with a, another switch uh, with a slight upgrade. Um, so, yeah, but very, very good questions and stuff that I always speculate about too. Christian is, is like, could they do this? Would they do this? <laughs> and yes, it would be awesome if they did that upgrade it and stuff like that. So I, w- it's actually kind of like a dream where it's like you wake up and Nintendo announces, Hey, we've, we've been hiding this feature in here that we'll upgrade and turn on now that we have this capability or whatever, right. you know, it's, it, you know, it's, it's like nice to know that they're, yeah. Like the Bluetooth thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's nice to know that they're at least thinking about like future proofing their games yeah. In the event that they do release a Switch Pro or whatever that can upscale, it's nice to know that like I'm going to be able to throw in this game or that game, and it's not going to you know be 1080p stretched. <laughs> you know, it's it's going to actually right. you know at least with AI render appropriately. So that'd be that'd be nice. Excellent. Great questions from the community as always. And if you have a question out there, any of our listeners, don't forget to send us your questions via email to nintendodads at gmail.com or our Twitter page or our Patreon page if you're there or in our Discord. Uh, You can send us any of the questions throughout any of the week, uh, even if it's like right now when you're listening and you think of a question, send it so you don't forget, and then we'll get it on the next show, hopefully. But with that, gentlemen, that is episode 363 in the books. Thanks again to Seth sturgill for stopping by and thanks guys and giving us all your insights there and stepping in for business justin when he needed to be (laughs) here but he and popped in and out of here jesse thanks again always being the employee of the year (laughs) (laughs) now it's time to close the show thanks to all our subscribers on youtube we have 5983 subscribers we're getting closer to that 6000 mark one of these days, I know all of a sudden we're just going to push back 6,000 and, and pass the 6,000. And all of a sudden I'm going to be like talking about 6,100 number, you know, subscribers or something like that. But thank you to all our current subscribers and future subscribers. Thanks to all of all of you that have been watching on Twitch. I'm pointing over here because that's where I can see Twitch right now is over here. Thank you for watching live and for subscribing and for following. We have 1,202 followers on Twitch and 16 Twitch subscribers. All of you followers out there, please remember to use your Prime subscriptions if you have those, your Prime subs. You get them free, you have one use. If you're not using them anywhere, please come pop in on some time. And I think you can even do it while we're not even live. You can come in, in here and subscribe with your free Amazon Prime subscription at any time. So do that and you'll get access to our Discord community along with all the other people who are on Patreon. Also, don't forget the uh, the ads that we've been talking about today with our uh, 
Nindad's code for Manscaped. You get 20% off and free shipping with them. Or Goodar, you can get some glasses with 15% off with them. Check out our merch store via nintendodads.org slash merch. Huge thanks to our Patreon producers, Dave Ernsberger, Antonio Contronio, Solo Something. Thank you all for being our Patreon producers. Um, and thank you for everybody else who's our Patreon as well. Any amount that helps us keep these lights on and makes us do, uh, allow us to do all the things that we plan on doing uh, and have done in the past and prizes and all that fun stuff. Anyways, again, check out our website, nintendodads.org for all our latest on YouTube, tweets, podcasts, and all that kind of stuff. All our social medias, you can find us under Nintendo Dads. Um, or you can email us again at nintendodads.gmail.com. Join us in Discord and give us any feedback there. Call in and leave a voicemail at 929-25-NDADS or 929-256-327 to leave a good old-fashioned voicemail like Christian did. So with that, big thanks to OC Remix for the music throughout the show. And again, download our podcast at your favorite podcast app of choice and leave us a review. Five stars only, anything less you can give to the Mega Dads. Five stars for Seth's show all in as well. He needs he needs those as well. So yes, please. We, all, we all enjoy those five stars. Anything less, again, goes to the Mega Dads. Give it to them. So with that, with Jesse... With Marty, with Seth, with Justin, who popped in a few times. Thank you all for stopping by. This is Tim, Jesse, and Seth signing off. Have a good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Nintendo Dads. We sound like the... Nintendo dads all of a sudden.